speaking of clip-on microphones and moving around, um, we got an app event, and Tim Cook was starting it out, and I want to, I put this in the show notes as Tim, Tim Cook's intro. He was walking around outside. Do you two remember me saying this, or do you three remember me saying, "Oh, maybe I should have a wild card saying that the predictions, saying that the, they will be presenting from outside," and then I said. That's not going to happen because it's California. It's warm all the time. Do you remember this? Yeah. It sounds familiar, but I remember just wondering, why are you bringing this up? I don't even understand why, it, <laughs> why it's something to notice. How, how good of a recruitment video are those videos these days? Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I feel like I, I, had, I had no intentions of working from Apple Park. But now keeping on seeing Apple Park over yeah. and over, I was like, wouldn't it be fun to have a place where you're like, where you go, even if you're like walking from one meeting to another and you mm. walk along the pond and like through the kind of nice, uh, I like the, in the, in the beginning, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but you, you notice how he was, uh, Tim was moving, coming out from behind a lavender bush or something yeah, yeah. when he announced the purple iPhone. I thought I was. Oh, mm-hmm. that's clever. I yeah. did not realize that was the same. <laughs> yeah. Someone, someone else probably thought, oh, that's so clever. That's why I can walk from lavenders to, to announce yeah. purple things. Yeah. They, they've really leaned into the parts that people like from those remote presentations. I remember like one of the first ones, everyone's saying, oh, it was really cool to see Apple Park and mm-hmm. see some things inside mm-hmm. of Apple Park. And it seems like they've just doubled down on mm-hmm. that now but um, this- and have just really embraced that it's it's a fun way to present mm-hmm. is zooming around Apple Park mm-hmm. and showing different places. But at this point, I was sort of feeling like, well, they can't do that much more. It's just going to be they show Apple Park again. But the video production quality of this was really cool as well, like with the whole like swirl coming in, spinning around the Apple mm-hmm. campus. I mm. I think like I'm very impressed by whoever makes all those videos. It was amazing. And I can imagine there being so much time involved in this. And I think it's cool that they mm. are polishing the things that are not just events. Like they make it a cool experience rather than in general. This was, I think, the best one they've done so far. Um yeah. and it is such a big like we've seen other tech companies lately um like mal and i watched some other keynotes from other tech companies Mm -hmm. trying to present their product it's it's like i think this one was a big leap from apple's previous event but if you compare it to any other tech company trying to do events they're not even playing this they're not even playing the same game apple is so far ahead of like presenting in in this particular style it's it's crazy um, would be fun to be part of those productions. I think they're they're doing a lot of interesting things with drones mm. and and cranes, and I think they're they're quite the setup there now. Yeah, and it's definitely improved as the events have gone mm. along. Like WWDC was one thing, and then kind of the the events late last year were another, and then this is a whole other mm. thing. Like this was just a really entertaining way to present mm-hmm. an event, mm-hmm. and um, combined with the fact that it was so fast paced and it was it was enjoyable I to know. watch. Yeah. Gotta say, yeah, it was yeah. It was a fun one. Um, in general, yeah. though. I don't know if they're doing this on purpose at this point, but there's always like one or two places where they make a strange cut. Mm-hmm. Overall, I feel like this event had a very clear flow, but there were two very um, harsh cuts. Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. I think both of them were during Tim Cook's walk initially. Yeah. There, were, there were there were some cuts where it's like, as knowing that they have people that know how to edit stuff, th- those cuts you wouldn't do on purpose. So I'm always curious... Did they cut something out for for time purposes? Did they did they hear our episode and they're like, oh, Zach should really get those points? Um, But (laughs) it's just, or or did they decide last minute to not announce something but filmed it already? 
Those are the things. Yeah. And we'll never know, but I'm I'm curious because there were two things that were so obviously so you want the unedited <laughs> yeah, the, the director's cut or yeah. the yeah that would be fun. Yeah. Anyway, should we go into things? Yeah, talk about the event in general. I thought yeah. we. Kai suggested that we try this format, that we talk about the event, talk about the things that happen, and as we go through that, we bring up our points along the way. Yeah, not necessarily in event order. Uh, I, I kind of just wanted to go in to kind of keep some of the most exciting things more towards the end and get through some of the other things quickly, so we, we're kind of a bit more focused. that makes sense? Cool. No, sure. no complaints? Cool. No That's objections. No. And then we're, then we're just bringing up our, our points as we, as we make it along, so we as don't have to do keep, something As long as we keep track of all the predictions, that we don't skip but, them. Mm. Yeah, this, this will be a, a new cognitive challenge for the four <laughs> of us. We'll see how we're doing. Um, so the first thing, I mean, Apple Card... It's it's not that big a deal for anyone outside of the US. <laughs> it's like cool. Now no. you can merge your card with family members. Uh we we can I do think I do actually appreciate how they seem to address some issues around credit scores though because yeah. I feel like in North America in general credit score is such a key thing to certain parts stupidly so. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um but just a kind of bundling mm. is useful because otherwise you always have a, like, normally what you would have, at least in Canada, and I assume it's the same in the US, you have a primary card holder, and then you can have, like, additional cards. So, for example, I, I might have a credit card with, with a bank in Canada, and Marlin, because we, we share our finances anyways, could be a, get a second card. Hmm. She wouldn't build up any credit. She wouldn't uh, build up any points or, or, or kind of show the the financial world that she is someone who can take on credit and pay it back on time right i would get all of that and that's kind of weird that you have to make that decision and i've i've heard from people that move to the us or to to mm -hmm. canada that they actually try to strategize that it's like all right let's both get a credit card with us with a very low limit rather than kind of applying for it mm -hmm. together because then both of us can build a credit score and they can't really have a joint card because they both need to like both parties need to mm -hmm. build up a credit score because if you move to a country and you don't have anything it makes it very hard to do a lot of things like when we moved here initially no one would give us a credit card, but credit card is a fairly substantial part of how you spend money on things in, in North America. Mm -hmm. So it was actually quite a challenge. And having a way to bring that together and kind of build that together, I do think makes a lot of sense for definitely for, for newcomers to the country, but also for any any kind of situation where you're where you're two equal partners spending money on things. Why would you have to make that decision? And also uh, for, on the Apple side, it probably helps because people are more likely to say, all right, let's just have our joint Apple card. We don't need like 12 mm -hmm. different ones. Yeah. So you're more likely yeah. to use it, which yeah. is probably good for Apple too. All right. Next up, podcasts. I think that was more interesting. Do any of you have very strong feelings about the podcast announcement? I don't know. Do, do either of you have any experience podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> do, I'm not really sure what they said in the event. Like it was so fast mm -hmm. that it really kind of just brushed over the whole thing and you had to get all your information from after the event. Um, yeah, in yeah. general, the beginning was very fast-paced. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a loaded event, so it kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. But I think the... We have a subscription service and moving on. Yeah. yeah. But I think overall what this means is that you now have an option to say, all right, within Apple's ecosystem, I want to sell access to, to some amount of podcast content, either it being the same podcast without ads, 
guests that you're already having or adding uh, extra episodes or having longer shows or whatever. Even, I think it looks like you could even just say, all right, it's the same show, but someone gives you something between 50 cents and $50 a month for it. Um, and that's fully on top of what's already possible. So you can have your public mm -hmm. RSS feed and then for people that subscribe, they get some extra content or some extra whatever mm -hmm. you decide to give. And for that, Apple hosts those episodes so apple now does podcast hosting so you give them yeah. a a wave file and they uh they convert it on their end and 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 then provide it through people that subscribe to your podcast on so on apple's podcast uh, service so it almost feels a bit like there are many podcasts nowadays that are starting starting to roll out their own member program It feels mm -hmm. a bit like an option for something similar to that wouldn't you say yeah yeah that's yeah. i mean I think a lot of people before the event talked about Apple having like Podcast Plus mm. as like a way you pay a subscription and then you get access to a whole bunch of podcast yeah. content. But this is purely you are someone who creates podcasts and you want to have a way of listeners paying paying you for that, mm -hmm. either for just for support or for extra stuff. I'm curious if this is what the service will stay like or if the plan is to roll out their own things eventually as well. It's just, it just even felt if it's not the while. plan, right? If yeah. this would be super successful, I wouldn't be surprised if Apple is doing more in podcasting. Yeah, but uh, I, I do not dislike this. I I think this is actually pretty neat. Yeah, I I feel carefully optimistic about it as well because it is sort of a simple way for podcasters to get paid for additional things that they are providing. Um, I am the one thing I don't like is that it seemed to sort of enforce people to use Apple's podcast client uh, to play the content. So but only if you want, right? It doesn't, the benefit of is it is essentially the, the iTunes, <laughs> I was going to say it's the App Store model, but <laughs> the App Store is running on, on iTunes Connect. Uh, so it's the, the podcast model through the iTunes model now for the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's essentially you, you have a 30-70 split for people that subscribe to your show. And from the second year onwards, you get 85% Apple mm -hmm. gets 15. And one, one caveat or one difference is that each user builds up their year. So if Adam would subscribe to our show for six months, then takes a three months break and then subscribes for another six months, then it still counts. It doesn't have to be a continuous 12 months. It's just oh, that's nice. once someone subscribes for a total of 12 months, you get hmm. from that user 85%. Hmm. Um, and I think that's because it doesn't prevent you from doing anything else like the App Store might. Hmm. I think this is just a net win, right? Because you can still you can still tell people to subscribe through your own membership portal if you prefer. You're mm -hmm. just allowing people to fairly easily, if they happen to listen to Apple Podcasts in the player, to just say, all right, I don't care about all the other benefits. I just want to support yeah. the show or have the pre-show, after-show, or whatever the benefits are that you're yeah. getting. But I wonder if it will cost... I'm not thinking for the podcasters. I'm thinking for, a company, for people who make a third-party podcast client it might be more problematic because if we want to provide a cup of tech special um special membership program through apple mm -hmm. then that would mean that we would try to we would basically have some people who mo might move over to using apple's podcast player in order to listen uh, to it because you can't really integrate i you, don't think you can get that feed throughout the clients can no you? but um, most of the work you're doing at that point you could just duplicate right Th mm -hmm. that's what i like about this it's that the system is still open in both ways you mm -hmm. could still if you provide membership through apple and your own system people that use the apple's podcast player can either subscribe to your secret 
members RSS feed in Apple's podcast client, and obviously third-party clients can do that as well. Mm -hmm. It's mostly for people that use Apple's podcasts player to subscribe, uh, people that use Apple's podcast player to have an easier way of subscribing to your show, right, Mm -hmm. where they are. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't really see there to be a big much of a challenge because it's not like anyone would say all right i'm now subscribing to dithering through apple podcast instead of directly because you know it's Mm -hmm. only if you want to use apple's podcast player that you would even consider that yes i feel like it is it is sort of relying on the podcast creators to add their own sort of membership program as well sure but you have that already right Uh, if 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 you want to cover everyone right there's you you could you could decide, especially if you're first starting off, that mm. actually mm. the the audience of it's not just people who u- use Apple's podcast player; it's people who are willing to use it, right? Yeah. Like I might I might use Overcast for all my regular podcasts, but if there's a subscription one that I really want to use, I mean, mm. I personally have no problem with saying, "Oh, this is the one mm-hmm. I mm. use podcasts for." Just like there's certain shows, oh, these are my Netflix shows; I have to open the Netflix app. Yeah, these are my yeah. Hulu shows; I have to open the Hulu app. I, it's not a perfect comparison, but mm. Uh, mm. I but think yes, it's I not think the people big deal. Are, it's just about like which show it is, and then yeah. you decide. But even then, it, yeah. it could even be a way of people to. It's it's it seems to be extremely easy to set up, right? Um, so it could even be a way of dipping your toes into that model. Like let's if if we yeah. would say, all right, let's make our show very regular again, and let's actually ask like if people are willing to give us five dollars, and if we yeah. had a thousand people that were like, hey, we're more than happy to spend five dollars a month to mm. support you, maybe we would then realize, whoa, if there are a thousand people on pod- Apple's podcast player that are willing to give us five dollars, maybe we should spend an extra half a day to set up our own membership feed so we can mm. get the other 70% of listeners to also uh, give yeah. them the option to pay f- for listening, right? Yeah, I think it's, that's a good point. Like, it's a good way of trying it out and seeing even if you have sort of that. Yeah, att- because I don't track. think there will be a lot of people who are like, whoa, we're making like thousands of dollars through Apple's thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. And now we don't yeah. care about no, the rest, right? right. It, yeah. It's a very... If you think, or, or they'll enough- try Apple's thing and not make any money, and go, man, I'm sure glad I didn't waste any time yeah. or efforts bu- yeah. building my own payment gateway mm-hmm. and my mm-hmm. own private feed mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, but no, I think I agree. Like, I really like how it's not exclusive, and I think that's something many people are worried about and related to podcasts in general. That podcast is becoming more of a closed system. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that it stays that way. Yeah, and I definitely could imagine trying it out for for this show or for future shows. I think it would be fun. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's so easy to try it out. Mm. So why not? Like just for the sake of experimenting with it, I think it would be something I'm interested in setting mm. up. And Here, it, Here's a question for you guys, what you think about this. So my, my, one of my thoughts about this was, you know, you could take this uh, beyond even what you consider traditional podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Like I already know there's some companies that do audiobooks that are actually that have existing subscription services that are putting their audiobooks as part of this uh, uh, subscription on the system mm-hmm. so like what if what if for example you wanted to teach a class right and mm-hmm. uh, it was less of a podcast it was just more like a hey we're gonna talk about how to build iOS apps or how to market iOS apps or whatever uh, you know you could decide you know and, and those things are it's very common mm-hmm. to have like subscriptions for that kind of content and and that kind of makes sense but then at a certain point it's like well 
most people actually use, you know, uh, make videos for those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And then at what point I'm like, well, why doesn't Apple also just do that? You know, why, why, why is this the idea of like, we are providing a mechanism for content to be subscribed to? Why is it not only specifically audio? Why is it specifically, why do they call it podcasts? Like, mm-hmm. why don't they just say any content like a, that's, that's, we have an app yeah. that can play. Mm-hmm. Like you a creator's can, uh, feed. We'll, We'll pro- yeah, we'll provide, a, except I object to that word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but otherwise, yes, you nailed it. <laughs> do you guys wow. think that this could turn into that? Or do you think that just Apple is just too much like we, we, we're comfortable with podcasts, we're not comfortable competing with uh, YouTube? It's an interesting concept, Adam, like having them sort of be this part where you can like serve anything like any type of content, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm yeah. thinking back at like iTunes U. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that providing videos? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't about that. know the reason why that closed down, but that was sort of like a way. I guess that was a lot more curated to your point, Kai. It was more vetted. I don't think iTunes U is gone. So I'm just to cover sure all is. future predictions episodes, I, I want to make a pick that can count for any future predictions episode and i get exactly <laughs> one point if i get it right um <laughs> apple will call this service video podcasts <laughs> it's just it's just wrong enough that i yeah. believe that they would uh they would embrace that mm. call me apple we can work something out <laughs> I, I have a lot of other good naming <laughs> ideas too uh, it seems like they're discontinuing it as of the end of 2021 I can see you. Yeah. Oh, well, then that's probably the time for a video podcast taking over. Oh, no. I think this is why. Apple has been hard at work building um, next-generation apps for both teachers and students. Classroom turns your iPad into a powerful teaching assistant. Schoolwork helps teachers save time and blah, blah, blah. So I wonder if that might be that they are sort of meant to replace iTunes U. Oh, no. I, I, I always like iTunes U. Yes, I do like that yeah. idea. Yes. I do like what they're doing right now with podcasting. It's way better than... I think anything that people have feared, and I think people are still kind of like, "Ooh, I, I, I liked Apple when they didn't do anything in the space." But I, uh, I, I think of all the thi- all the scenarios that I could have envisioned, this is probably the best possible mm-hmm. one that doesn't cause any harm to the ex- existing ecosystem, I believe, and just allows people to to make money mm. through podcasting or at, at least experiment with it with a fairly low setup cost and i mean there there are some things that i obviously for example if let's say we would provide our show on there that show would actually be worse because you upload a wave file or flag file which means you can do chapter arts you can do chapter artwork you can do all the chapter links we usually put into our show so that show would actually be worse because apple wants to encode it and i assume they're not using like the tags that you create in in you know it's mm-hmm. just you cannot put chapter artwork into wave files um so there, there are those kind of like specific implementation details i do wonder if those are still things leaking through from the did people that upload uh music for for apple music and itunes uh do they upload wave files <laughs> is that just the same kind of pipeline that they use for like professional like for actual music uploads for like music studios and stuff because I, I do believe those podcasts are also so getting thinking, like fair play because they actually yeah. like. So you're thinking they're stuff. using the same underlying system? Yeah, I wonder if that's yeah. one of the core reasons that you upload a WAV file mm. just because they want to have losses stuff to then build all the different uh, di- uh, 
uh, encoding versions for like low quality music streaming, high quality music streaming, and kind of highest fidelity when you're on Wi-Fi or something or download it to a song. Mm-hmm. Wonder if that's just that we have that as a pipeline. But yeah, if that's that's my biggest problem, I think we're in a pretty good state as mm. far as Apple podcast <laughs> offerings go. We've been talking a long time about the services updates, uh, <laughs> probably more than we expected. This is exactly what Apple wants. <laughs> yes, yes. Do we want to uh, move on to uh, another thing they announced? Yeah, another Orbit thing iPhone. that none of us predicted. Yeah, the, the iPhone for Orbit people. Yeah, it's a purple iPhone. Yeah, yeah. If, I like it. Yeah. They're like, we got to get this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> they they decided to not feature us during the presentation, but they gave us, gave yeah. us a purple iPhone, so the, I guess the, we, call the, it, like we, we get, call it even. Yeah, we get the hint. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Next time they can I just ask us if they, if they can use our name. <laughs> I understand why they do a mid-cycle color mm-hmm. ad, but for people like myself who always buy iPhones on yeah. release week, it is mm. somewhere between mm-hmm. annoying and infuriating <laughs> that I do not get all the <laughs> color choices. I'm a big fan of the product red and they used to do the product red yeah. as the mid cycle mm-hmm. one. And I'm, now, I, get now, one? now at least I have the option for this, but anyone who wanted the purple one, whose purple was their favorite color and instead they settled for blue or mm-hmm. some other mm-hmm. color. Uh, they're very sad right now. Who yeah. wants to wait till middle of the year yeah. to choose your color? But that's also the thing, right? I wouldn't recommend anyone to, if if they can hold on, I, I, don't buy a purple iPhone right no. now. <laughs> and I wonder, I, I don't well, know. Like, then Adam, since so you why know are they about, doing it? I don't yeah, know. I was thinking, Adam, <laughs> you might know more about it since you were interested in the product red. Do you know what their sort of sales numbers are around this? <laughs> <laughs> do you know the number no of them? Yeah. You like red iPhones? How much is Apple selling? Oh. I don't know. I mean, also product red was you know it's it's a it's a it's not just another color. It is there's a yeah. you know uh, yes yeah the whole concept yes. behind it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my brain's not working. So I, I don't know, and maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe the whole point is just we want something so that. People mention iPhone and all all the so yeah. all the news organizations mention new iPhone and we just get a little we just get a little bump and that gets people in the store to look at the purple one and then they end up buying whatever other color mm-hmm. they want. It also yeah. sounds yeah. better, right? If you're going to a store now and you're like, "Hey, the purple one came out yesterday," you're like, "Cool, I got a new phone." Uh, it sounds a lot better yeah. than getting the ones from maybe, like yeah, yeah it's maybe just like anticipated. Like, Go ahead. No, I I feel like this would not be like a sales bump just because people are running to a store to get a purple iPhone. But <laughs> I, I think you're right. It's probably about the sort of media attention that yeah. the iPhone would Ma- get yeah. from something. Maybe maybe it was designed as one of the original colors. And of the six colors, they said, we got to pick one of them to not release now in September and hold back until April or May. And people are like, ah, pre- no one wants purple, which <laughs> is probably not true. Maybe purple is really hard to Everything I'm saying is probably not true. Mm-hmm. But it's also, I, I do believe... <laughs> it's like the white iPhone 4. Yeah. They just kept trying and like they, 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 just, they finally were able to uh, overcome the manufacturing difficulties. <laughs> yep. Um, cool. All right. Moving on. Yes. AirTags, finally. Did they call AirTags. them AirTags or Apple Tags? AirTags. They call them AirTags? Yeah. AirTag. Yeah, one's an AirTag. Uh, and sp- are, yeah. And a, so a group if you buy of- the four-pack, you have four AirTag. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flock of AirTag. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, Adam, you were the most excited about AirTags. Are you still excited I, about AirTags? I have ordered AirTags. Oh, um, nice. I, I, I have the mid-May shipping date because I didn't, you know, order. 
mm. the very first hour they were out. But uh, yeah, we I, we uh, got a four pack. I uh, convinced my wife to have enough interest in them that she wanted one, and I wanted at least one. And then we just went for the shrug and like, ah, we might as well get four if you're gonna get two. Um, damn you, Apple. And uh, yeah, yeah, I am excited. Do you get them engraved? Yes, yes. Right. Um, what did you get? I got. I got two, uh, so two of them are for me, and one of them has the uh, the little space invaders emoji, mm-hmm, cool. mm-hmm. and the other has the robots uh, an emoji mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife just got her her first initial on both of them. She was, mm-hmm. you know, if there had been a shark uh, an emoji, <laughs> then no, she would have done that. Is there no shark? Could you not no, put like no an shark. emoji they, on they it? Have, I don't think no no you you yeah, there's a special keyboard they were predefined yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe they will like release the, maybe stuff. they will release a shark one mid cycle and <laughs> in purple too yeah. yes 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 so I'm excited I I also got uh, the key ring uh, holder so I'm I'm gonna one of them's definitely going on a key ring on uh, for each of us mm. and. Uh, the other one, who knows? Maybe once I'm able to leave, I'll put one in my backpack or something mm. like that. And that so. actually gets us to the first points as well. So that yes. yes, Zach, two thousand and seven points for saying that there will be a first party mm. Apple Tracker, and Marlon nice. unfortunately picked Apple Tracker wireless chargeable, okay, why? which it isn't. Oh, it's so weird. I really no, this is so good. It was a perfect <laughs> opportunity for me to get points here. <laughs> why does Apple always turn down opportunities to give you points? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, it didn't happen. It's a replaceable battery. I, I it's assume a it's a space thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you look mm. at those, they're not they're not much bigger than a battery inside mm. of them, right? And realistically, mm. I, I do think like as a consumer, I rather want this to be thinner than rechargeable. Yeah. Considering how long a battery, but this type can, of battery. Uh, yeah. 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 But I will not. But, I, but and I, given uh, that they're not Apple proprietary batteries, mm. which I fully expected <laughs> really? when I saw that there were batteries in there, I'm like, oh no! If you buy AirTags, you're going to be up for thirty bucks a year to replace <laughs> the the batteries. But to be honest, um, if they could have shaved off like fifty percent of the the thickness by having a proprietary battery, I would have preferred that. Non chargeable mm. proprietary battery. If Apple would say, look, we know those CR twenty like thirty three. You have to go to the Apple store to get it re. Uh, y- or is no, it like not, you have no, to throw no, the whole you pack? You can just away. order like a pack of ten. And X replacement batteries, and then maybe a dollar more each battery. So you pay like 10 bucks more than the CR2033 mm-hmm. equivalent would be. But they're Apple proprietary, Apple sells them. And and therefore the AirTag would be mm. after with I would I would yeah. pick that. But then but the question is, the should second- they put their effort into making thin batteries for the AirTag, or should they put the effort into making them rechargeable? I think that would be thicker, though. I think that's the thing, right? It's so the- I'm assuming the only way Apple no, could no, make yeah. something that's thinner that has the same amount of charge is they have to make it this like a weird shape that kind of yeah. contours mm-hmm. the body, so it wouldn't be user replaceable. That it would be something yeah, that you have to. Mm. Yeah, mm. but yeah, cool. I think they're they're pretty interesting. Um, as far as price go, I I think they're actually surprisingly reasonable. They're See, within I the... said that too when we watched the event. I'm like, oh, that's very affordable. And I hear those people complaining about the price. I, I mean, assume... people always complain about price, but it's within the realm of like however okay. much the competition is. And yeah, 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 I think the tile is more expensive. Uh, tile has so many different ones. I don't know what they kind I think of. Tile ranges. has a twenty-five dollar one and a thirty. Like, they have one that's slightly cheaper, I think, yeah. and one that's slightly more expensive. Mm. But it's it's definitely like just being part of I the kind of Apple. Like, Sorry, yes, they're the same. They're twenty-four ninety-nine. Yeah, but having something. I mean, it doesn't really matter, right? If if you're if you're losing, if if you're worried about losing things, 
do you, is is twenty nine dollars something you're willing to spend on that thing? And I think overall, as a product, it is pretty much exactly what we expected it to be. Right? It's it's a thing. It's a small blob that you can attach to things. Mm-hmm. Um, in Apple fashion, it looks very nice, and you have to add well, a, you can't attach it to things. Then it you can throw it expensive. into things. Yes, uh, and then then they're selling like tag attachments that are the price of the tag itself. So uh, I mean, again. Not not really a surprise. Could have picked that probably that there will be holders that are the same price. Or <laughs> in the Hermes uh, example, they're selling them up to six hundred dollars yeah, for those. That's stupid, ten times more. Yeah, uh, more than ten yeah, times. Sorry, uh, twenty, 20 times. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to pay twenty times more than for the tag itself or a stupid, uh, I don't know, luggage tag, you can go to Hermes dot com and and buy yourself some. Do not understand that. Yeah, it's a bit weird, but um, did it, it did answer Kaiser my question: What to do with our Apple credits that we got from our DTK? <laughs> Can't even nice, afford it. Yes. <laughs> um, but apart from that, I I do like those things not enough to buy one because i'm not going anywhere and i'm not, not, anything. not none of you bought them right except no. for me no but i definitely think next year for that oh, oh you yeah did. oh you did oh awesome <laughs> yep what are you um, is this gonna be on your backpack yeah i'll put one in my backpack i i, I only wanted one for my keys but i i decided that i would eventually end up needing yep. four um, <laughs> so i was like instead of spending 30 dollars now and 150 dollars later mm-hmm. i'll just do it once. I'll bite the bullet. Um, so yeah, I'll put one in my bag, one on my keys, and then the other two I will throw in bags when I travel, um, which is obviously not going to happen for a while, but that will be nice to have when they're there. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think I will end up getting at least two, but maybe I just get four yeah. uh, once I start traveling again. Uh, I think yeah. like... I, even I have like no a- need for these, just for the record. <laughs> I am just curious how the U1 chip <laughs> works. And so I... I fully plan on like hiding my keys and seeing how good it is at finding them and just <laughs> having a bit of fun one day but I, that's I, primarily why i bought it i think for me it's not like it's not like i often lose my bag on when flying i never lost my bag when flying um but it's more like out of interest it's like you know when you're waiting at the conveyor belt you like can see your back coming around that would be cool <laughs> uh but also for conferences that's a good point yeah hmm. I'm going to see if I can get one uh, implanted under my skin so that uh, <laughs> for your wife you can find me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you better not accidentally then unpaired from the wrong device because then the uh, protection, the stalking protection kicks in and you start beeping then all the time. it explodes. <laughs> mm. A beeping atom. Yeah. That's going to be fun. <laughs> no, but I, I think... How good is the stalking prevention thingy, though? Yeah, um, yeah. That's very well thought out. I, I like that, too. I'm, mm, I'm a yeah. bit uncertain a bit about the time frames yes. because it starts beeping after three days, I believe. It's a long time. Yeah, yeah that's a long. lot of stalking time. Yeah, so, so what I almost feel like the, the use case I saw for this, it, yes, and they might also change it. The use case I saw for it is me walking back from a meetup in the evening and someone putting something in my bag. And then that would be nice if I know that someone's following me throughout that walk or someone is tracking me throughout that walk. But if it's going to be like, additional days that sort of loses some of that but maybe For sure um but it's so it's, if it's three days to beep how long is it until it gives you an alert because doesn't it first yeah. alert your phone yeah. um that an air tag is nearby yeah. without its owner yeah. how long that, does that take i think that's that's much sooner i don't know how soon but mm. i think the first yeah, one is, sure how soon is the alert. but i would assume it's sooner than three days because yeah. that's a little worrying yeah. if, it's, in, if it's three days Yeah, because if that would be it like i get notification when something's been in my bag for an hour that would be awesome like just feeling 
more comfortable about that. Yeah. And even then, you can, if you get the alert, you can deactivate it just yeah. so it stops tracking you. And then you can even, uh, uh, there's like a report to police action that you can do to then report to police that someone tried to track you and they if they have a warrant they can actually read the air tag and figure out who it was linked to so you can even figure out who so it's a, it's the dumbest possible uh, stalking device uh, that you could use so don't do that but outside of that uh, for finding stuff just do it the old-fashioned way <laughs> <laughs> that's not the takeaway here adam <laughs> Don't stalk people. There are, there are some some problems that technology was not meant to solve. And <laughs> I mean, it, it would be a good use case of that technology, but you should obviously not stalk people no matter what. It um, would be cool if that sort of combines with the emergency SOS that you have on the watch. Like, you know how you have, if you, you have like the emergency button that you mm-hmm. can tap if something is happening to you, if you want to be discreet about it. It could be cool if you have like, someone is following you, do you want to alert people about it? <laughs> mm. I mean, there is some kind of emergency yeah, good feature idea. there. But I, even just a network, I, I really, I almost want to play a game with, once we can all go out and have fun mm-hmm. again, um, like playing a, f- a game with friends where, where someone hides an air tag somewhere in, in Vancouver and tells me, all right, mm-hmm. now it's hidden, find it. It would be fun to see how long does it take for, for a random iPhone to pick up the location. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in case no one picks them up. I considered sacrificing an air tag for this person. Yeah. See, that's why it was good Ooh. if you bought four Seeing of them. where it goes. <laughs> We could have a little scavenger hunt. Yeah. We could run one at next WWDC that we're allowed to attend. Yeah, I, I would I, like uh, that. I think we that should do cool. that. You'll have a bunch of interested hunt. nerds who will be happily, you know, scour San Jose. That more. would be the mm. best place to lose something with an air tag because everyone's got an iPhone. Mm. And there's only and there's you, you, you spread hundred of them throughout San Jose, and only one of them has a unicorn on them. <laughs> And I ha- I have lost my backpack at WWDC where I, oh, it was no. hours later. I'm like, where did I leave it? Oh, no. And uh, mm. I, I figured it out. But you know, this yeah. would have been yeah, that would be good. Man, Apple. Yeah. No, but I definitely late. think we we, um, put- we left a bag on a plane once, and Ooh. fortunately, it didn't have it had stuff of value in it, but nothing we needed for the trip. Mm-hmm. And um, it would have been interesting if that had an air tag just to see where it went, mm. because the airline told us they didn't have it, they couldn't find it, but like. Maybe if it had an air tag, we would have mm. known mm. a little bit more about w- at least where it had moved to yeah. at a certain point. Um, yeah, that that could have been interesting to follow. Yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, the, the kind of stealing scenario where someone steals something from you. In the end, what what really happens is you lose your bag and your air tag, right? I think it's yes, really yes. good for the I lost it and I figure out where it is. But mm-hmm. if someone is yeah. active, like if someone grabs your backpack and runs away with it. You know, then all the kind of oh yeah, they can dismantle the air exactly. tag. Exactly, and and it will mm. even like if they have an iPhone. If if someone who steals something with an Android device, you might be uh, in luck. But if they have an iPhone, it will even mm. alert them to say, "Hey, you're being tracked," and then they they actually <laughs> yeah. find the thing to exactly. disable it. Yeah. So another yeah. advice on the show: if you want to snatch people's bags, get an iPhone because then it will let you yeah. know whether you're being tracked. Well, uh, okay, but I do wonder how useful it will be just from the lost perspective but from like losing something inside of a house like mm-hmm. I, you know the amount of times i like walk upstairs walk downstairs oh where are my keys oh they're back upstairs it's like just get a you know, smaller I, in- apartment <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah so I, know, like, I, I wonder if it'll solve that kind like will it be will it become instinctive to turn to my mm-hmm. phone yeah. when i want to know where my keys are i yeah, don't know like what maybe, is more efficient not, but is curious. it better for you to just yeah yeah backtrack or is it better to actually like Look but there problem. are a lot of details that matter there, right? How long does it take yep. between you saying, all right, 
way is it to like all right yeah yeah did it connect like, through yeah. bluetooth mm. first and find the u1 yeah. is that taking like because if it takes yeah. like realistically if it takes 30 seconds you're like it must be upstairs oh, i'd rather go up right time. yes yeah. um but if it but that's why i that's why i bought some because i am curious just how it all works mm. and maybe there'll be a flop and maybe i won't like them but also curious yeah. how yeah. It I mean, works you worked on it for f- at least four years when were the first rumors coming out so you <laughs> you would expect <laughs> it to be ages, pretty solid eh? by now because realistically mm. we've probably already seen whatever version two and a half is because they've been yeah working on those for point. so long um how do you think it works through walls would it detect like if you send between two rooms would it detect or if it's like two different floors would it detect which floor it's on it, com- it combines ultra wideband and uh, bluetooth low energy right so if you're too far away or going through walls mm. it will probably say you use the bluetooth component to it because ultra wideband is what is the the spectrum somewhere six ish gigahertz definitely over wi-fi oh, right quite, um yeah. so that is usually not going to waltz too too okay. well like so you're then- probably if you're if it's like if you're in a wood construction you're probably fine but if you're like in a uh kind of very thick brick wall yeah. or like a very solid mm-hmm. construction like in american homes you'll be fine <laughs> but in in like european <laughs> homes you might struggle getting through too many mm-hmm. walls or floors um, but at least it gives you kind of the Bluetooth backup until you're within, I forget what it was, like 10 meters or so. That's when the ultra wide band kind of, mm. uh, so Zach in. and Adam, you two are in charge of running some experiments, trying mm. it out, hiding stuff, losing mm-hmm. things on trains and then report back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Mm. All right. So, cool. all right, man, we're, now we're talking about a lot of things. Apple TV, do people, are people interested <laughs> or are you interested about the remote? Is that more what we're going to talk about here? Uh, I'm interested in both. Uh, I, I need to buy an Apple TV probably some point this year. Okay. So I'm excited that there's a more modern one mm. to buy. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. But yeah, I think the remote is the big interesting selling point. Personally, I never had a massive problem with the current remote, like the... The weird diving board. It is weird. Don't get me wrong, and it is like kind of confusing at first. But once you once you get familiar with it, I don't think it's that bad at all. But I am kind of excited to see them at least addressing some problems that people have had <laughs> and bringing back a click wheelie type thing. That's really cool. Mm. Um, and having I, more buttons I do on like remote might be handy. You know, yeah, yeah. That, it's cool. Um, so. but it's it's kind of weird. Um, how. Apple is backtracking on essentially all the products they released in the kind of 2015-ish era, right? It's like the the remote. If you look at it and you squint, this remote looks like the one for the third generation, like the the before we had the one with the touchpad again. I mean, obviously, it's a bit better in certain ways with a click wheel, and it still has technically a touch panel, but it definitely seems like, all right, let's kind of go back to a more traditional remote. If we look at the... uh, Mac Pros. It's like, here's a big tower. And now it's like, how about we make it a really small uh, uh, kind of cylinder in 2013? And they're like, all right, back to a tower again. Mm. Same with mm-hmm. so many other products. The, uh, like the MacBooks. Yeah. They're kind of like, all right, let's try this mm-hmm. new thing and weird key switches and everything. And it's like, oh, that's MagSafe. Normal Macs again. Mm. <laughs> and the only thing they didn't touch, we're getting to that later, iMac. So iMac kind of just skipped yeah. that entire generation of like questionable design. <laughs> Uh, and now, <laughs> the advantage of neglect yeah, is they don't uh, make it worse. <laughs> Who would have known that this was the best time to be neglected? <laughs> um, but yeah, Apple TV remote is now... Uh, it, it looks cool. I did always like the, the touch, the scroll wheel. I mean, the, especially when yeah. you move to, to the kind of touch wheel. What do they call it on the iPods? Well, the touch wheel. 
that what they call click it? Wheel. Click wheel. Because mm-hmm. he used to click. Yeah. I, I really, I really like those. And mm-hmm. I think that could be pretty cool mm-hmm. because Apple TV is always a bit, the, the touch pad on the remote was always a bit weird for certain very common actions. Mm-hmm. Like I, f- mm-hmm. I felt like, the like skipping forward. It just felt strange to me. Yeah. It was kind mm-hmm. of going bonkers very fast, mm-hmm. right? You want to skip like by, yeah. if you hit on the sides of the corners of the remote, you skip by 15 or 30 seconds. And mm-hmm. sometimes you want to have a bit more precision, but being more precise is really hard. You can skip mm-hmm. h- larger amounts when you scroll over the touch pad, mm-hmm. but skipping by like five seconds, because sometimes it's like, I just want to go back to here, mm-hmm. the beginning of this word, or I want to look at a specific scene. That's always kind of Yeah, awkward. in that case, I was always using Siri. Yeah. Like if I wanted to go back mm-hmm. specifically five yeah. seconds, then Siri works great for that, but uh, it can be a bit annoying. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I and I think the the click wheel was always kind of perfect for like skipping to a very particular. It, it worked for lists, right? For very uh, small See, list items, I, just scrolls through music. It was really good. Yeah, I always thought it was quite awkward in the main menu, though. I feel like every time I want to move through like the Apple TV menu, I can't. It's very hard to mm-hmm. do like by one app. Yeah, but I, mm. I mean the 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 wheel component probably won't help you much in the main menu, right? There, you just used to die diagonal yeah. directions that I, I don't know how it will click but i mm. assume you can just go left left down down click right yeah mm. um but for like scrolling through you know who, who knew people might want to sc- scroll through t- video content yeah, on an apple tv skip or go back. so it's it's pretty cool for that yeah uh, i really like the sort of color calibration mm. feature that they have yeah I think that that's really cool. cool yeah it's and does that that's uh compatible with the existing TVs, that's right, right? yeah Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, it will be interesting. Um, how? Because our TV is, uh, we've never used a, like a calibration equipment to calibrate our TV, but I kind of yeah. calibrate it by like visual best effort. Uh, I I do wonder how different it will. And we have a TV that's fairly well cal- uh, calibrated out of the box. It will be interesting mm-hmm. though if if this calibration tool actually does anything noticeable or if it's pretty much within the range Mm. it's more of a test of our ability to set it up (laughs) but i I do think that's pretty neat Mm. and i mean there there are limitations right you kind of calibrate it in the middle of the screen which doesn't necessarily give you all the information you need but it's still probably for most people who just kind of have a tv out of the box i wonder how many of those Mm. people will care but if they do it it's it seems like a pretty easy way of getting to probably better results than whatever you get out of the box. Mm. So I like that. Man, I, none of us picked Apple TV for our, our predictions. It's no. <laughs> I am a bit surprised. Um, honestly, I probably would have picked remote over TV itself <laughs> if I was going to do an Apple TV pick. But yeah, I, I got to the end of the event and I thought, I. None of us picked fine. Apple TV? No. <laughs> no. Out, out of oh, oh, I've done it before, <laughs> though. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, Adam picked Apple TV in the Adam round. <laughs> in the first round, I dismissed uh, all of your good picks and went for my nice. own. Yeah. Uh, wild card, which turned out to be a good choice Woo. just because yeah. I still got more points. Mm. Well, congrats. Woo-hoo. That's awesome. Good job. Mm. I wasn't even that sure about that one, so I <laughs> yeah, I feel extra rewarded. Yeah. No, that was good. Yeah, I do. It's interesting cool. that you were seemingly more sure because the way the wildcard round works for adam is that he could pick either of our picks or his own and i'm surprised that you preferred to pick an apple tv over sax prediction which was apple silicon mac or imac uh, well we'll get to that i really didn't think that they would announce an mm. apple silicon imac 
I mean, I, I, I didn't. I wasn't. I, I just if I, I was just. I would lean more that direction mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was very wrong. Okay. And Zach was very right <laughs> in a number of ways, which will uh, count up at the end of all this. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I like kind of got a feeling that Zach, Zach might be this. running away with this one yeah. quite, quite comfortably. Mm-hmm. So too. But we're getting to bad news as we as we proceed through this. Yes. Uh, anything else that was interesting for the Apple TV? I mean, it runs like your uh, high frame rate, sixty frames per second uh, HDR content. Uh, mm-hmm. Now that only your iPhone can produce in the first place, it's not really that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other stuff for it, but yeah. cool. It, Pro- it might be the case. I was thinking that the Apple TV might be one of those things that you just. Once once it can do all the things your TV can do, unless you unless you really want to play the latest games on it, and you almost maybe never need to update it for a long time. Like maybe yeah. it's I got a new TV that supports the following new uh, display modes, and now I need an Apple TV that supports mm. that, like we all did with 4K. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that's the real reason to update. Yeah, I mean yeah. we're running a couple of 1080. Apple TVs here, and they're fine. They they work great because pretty um, much if you just watch videos on any of the apps it you know you don't really yeah but i think that's a problem though for apple i think they need this to be a more compelling product that you should upgrade on a regular basis it almost feels like it's back in hobby mode again you know how the apple tv was a hobby like Like, i think steve jobs called it a hobby at some point and then it kind of left hobby mode for a while and then if they they lowered the price if they had lowered if they had lowered the price for me to 129 dollars I would have bought one instead of just buying a new remote mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, I would have been like, ah, oh, well, whatever. I'm going to get one eventually anyways. Mm-hmm. And yes, buying a new Apple TV is more expensive than buying a remote. Like it would mm-hmm. still be like double the cost or whatever, mm-hmm. but I would still yeah. talk myself into it. But mm-hmm. I could not talk myself into just, oh, I might as well buy an app, a whole new Apple TV <laughs> at its mm-hmm. current price uh, just yeah. for the remote, right? Yeah, but but it's worrisome to me that they would even have something that they would classify to be in a hobby mode. Like I just feel like that's on the way out at that point if that's what they would qualify I mean, it for. Because like, how many of your hobbies are, you, are out of <laughs> on the way out? It's just, uh, uh, no, that's not what I mean. But I feel like, like it's more of a yeah. confirmation that yeah. we we thought the Apple TV was too expensive because it hasn't been updated in forever, mm-hmm. and we thought, all right, what's mm-hmm. Apple going to do once they touch this thing again? And now we know. That's kind of where they want to be. They mm-hmm. don't want to be in the stick that you put but, into your TV business. They want, don't want to be trying mm-hmm. to be uh, competing very heavily in the TV box market. They just mm-hmm. want to have a nice premium option that probably has fairly low volumes overall, mm-hmm. but that they, they just think is, is, is an Apple-style box that can play games probably better than most of the other sticks yeah. or, or boxes. But um, what do you think is the reason for that? Like, why do they even think this is a worth... Like, why was it even worth updating it at this point? Like, if you look at something like the HomePod that was... The, the initial HomePod was discontinued. Why would that not have stayed in this type of mode? Uh, but why is the Apple TV valuable enough? You, is it because of TV Apple TV Plus, or is it because of Apple Arcade? I think it could be an Apple Arcade thing that they want people to sort of be able to bet more on that. It's an actively mm. developed product. It's just not being added to. I think it does its job really well mm. of allowing you to stream your favorite content. Um, mm. But it doesn't need to do more than that, does it? No, I, like, I think it's yeah. it's kind of a. <sighs> Considering that that seems to be where Apple wants it to be, I think it's a good good state. Yeah. There like are people people were always talking about the HomePod like it's 
Um, it, it can't do much. It has some problems with Siri intents. It, it's, you know, functionality is very limited and it almost felt like that was an incomplete product. Mm-hmm. But to me, the Apple TV feels complete. It, I don't know what more I would really want from it other than yeah. to stay up to date with the latest like compatibility for video mm-hmm. standards mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which is what they're doing. I'm pretty happy That's about fair. that update, but I'm not gunning for new features per mm-hmm. se. Like I can open the apps I want, I can I can watch the stuff I want. Um and I'm pretty happy mm. with what it does now. Yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe that's not common, uh, common feeling. But, but I think no, I'm, general I'm video is such too. an I'm easy just... easy it's... thing, right? We don't like realistically even the A10X was I mean it's an ancient ship by now, but it was mm. plenty fast for most of the things. It mm. kind of started hitting yeah, some limits yeah. now like with 60 frames 4k content with hdr it kind of hits some of the limits there like if you look at youtube for example if you're trying to play youtube because they use vp9 um as their 4k codec it actually does struggle it drops frames Mm -hmm. like for us when we watch 4k content on on youtube and it's like high frame rate 4k content it drops frames or even goes down in mode because it's a hardware limitation of playing that content um so it's it's nice that there's an update because mm-hmm. we started yeah, hitting the limits yeah. after about what, when did the previous 4K one came out 2007. So now after four years, five years, uh, uh, 2017. I mean, <laughs> so now four or five years in, it starts to hit its limits, and that's when up- Apple updated it. It seemed like mm-hmm. the right time to update that device, right? Yeah, I think you're right, and I think yes, I feel as a product it is very complete and i like it i'm just mm. it just feels different from any other product that apple has in their lineup i don't feel like they have many of them that are, that are, just, that are just in a finished mode at this point yeah mm. that's fair the, the pricing is still bizarre i mean uh, look yeah. I, I defend apple almost all the time on premium pricing and I just feel like this goes beyond normal premium pricing. This goes beyond the thing where you you tell family members, yeah, look, I know it's more expensive than mm-hmm. everything else, non-Apple, but trust me, yeah. just get the Apple one. Like you almost, you, it's hard. It, this is like we, two and a half times that of the Chromecast, which you can plug into your TV, the one you can now control with a remote. And that's a pretty solid device. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard <laughs> to recommend this to family. Mm. It's also weird that they are still doing the 32 and to 64 gigabyte options. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I, I don't even know how much storage I'm using on that thing. I have absolutely Never no idea. Never about it. And I don't even remember if I have a 64 or 32. It just mm-hmm. matters so little. But what, like, you could have, like, what, I mean, how, how many streaming apps do most people have? Even if you had, like, 10 streaming apps and 10 other apps and they all take a gig each, you're still not using anywhere near your 32 gigs. Yeah. I, I guess it's can you store any um, anything that you buy through the iTunes library in there? You can probably download your iTunes yeah. content, but it's it's yeah, mostly you have games, a streaming right? Games games are the only things that are bigger, especially if mm. you have like now maybe with 4K ones. If you have like 4K textures, that can be big. It could be a few gig for game, but it's it's definitely. I don't know that that one is is still weird because it's so so close in price, right? You're paying uh, mm. an extra uh, what is it, twenty bucks or so to upgrade from yeah. thirty two to yeah. So it feels like well, what else can you get for twenty dollars from Apple? That that is quite a mm. bargain to get, to double your storage for twenty dollars, but at the same time, who cares about that? <laughs> I, I wonder why they even you know when when you're making like apps, you, you often spend so much time trying to reduce your kind of 
purchase matrix when you're like all right when we mm. get people to show their your upsell wall or your paywall you're trying to make it as simple to remove all decisions as as possible because realistically most people don't care and they just want to get the thing and, and move on with their life i wonder mm. like how much does this add to to like to people do people actually know how much they need does it actually are there enough people that wouldn't have a good time with 32 gigabyte model or is it really that some some tech people are like us and like eh, might as well spend 20 dollars more don't want to be short on memory in a year and then apple has a little bit more of a margin there it is weird because it is usually the opposite right usually if there if you spend just a little more to get more stuff you would normally tell people just get just spend the extra and get the more ram or the more yeah. storage or whatever mm-hmm. but this one you're like well, it's only 20 bucks. I'd still say, ah, still don't bother. Use that to buy a couple extra lattes this week or yeah. whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's a bit weird. I, I don't know that, that one. Yeah. I, I don't quite understand why that's. I, I thought this was the chance where Apple realized, all right, our initial plans of like all the apps on your, on your TV didn't quite pan out the way we thought. So let's axe the, the storage option, uh, to, to decide between. But apparently that's not the case. We're still having those. But otherwise, I don't know. We might upgrade ours. Our Apple TV has some Wi-Fi issues lately, and I do like my 4K YouTube. Mm. So it would be kind of nice to have something that hopefully can run that better. And and uh, just paying for the remote feels yeah. Weirder. It's like if we're on the edge of buying, like we will we would want the remote. So if we're on the edge between like just that or the Apple TV, maybe mm. it makes sense to get the Apple TV as well. I'm not sure. Um, interestingly, uh, not super interesting, but also no more gyro in the in the new remote. So, uh, oh yeah, those things are oh, gone. That, that was a what little did odd. Did they even use the gyro for? Was that mostly for gaming? Yeah, mostly for gaming. Yeah, I think exclusively for gaming or some some mm-hmm. apps that might use it for for novel ways. But yeah, mostly gaming. So that's gone. So now it's. I, I assume it's either use the Apple TV remote for the Apple TV part, and if you want to play games, you connect a controller, which realistically is the right call anyways. I'm surprised that we didn't get more of a gaming story for it. I thought this would be the one where they're like, all right, new chip, mm-hmm. we can now play games, and they're they're all more impressive now, and they actually run at 4K uh, at 60 frames per second on this thing, and here's the game controller that we're recommending people buying with it, and look at all the Apple Arcade games, but yeah, barely anything. Uh, hmm. Gaming. Cool. All right. But points for Adam. So that's that's one big. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like now we're really getting into what we actually picked soon. Uh, yeah. So finally, now we're getting into iPads. <laughs> I don't think it's most the one that most of us are excited about, <laughs> but I think weirdly all all no. of us had some picks related to the iPad. I mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. afterwards Kai was quite irritated with himself for not having more iMac picks, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, here we are. I was irritated for multiple reasons here. Um, So if we're just starting off our list here, and as far as iPad goes, I thought Apple would use this opportunity to show new uh, pro apps. Mm. And they should, because now the thing is like running an M1 and uh, has six, uh, eight or 16 gigs of RAM. It has crazy amounts of RAM. Yes, but I think that goes back to my pick, which was that they could show off a third-party app that uses uses the M1 mm. or the new display. 
I, I feel like for your prediction, Kai, you needed Apple. To, as I understood your pick, it was that Apple introduces a new tool themselves, right? I, I will still pick this again for WWE. Yeah, and it feels I, more I, like yeah, a That's what I was going to say. You should recycle this. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's either a WWE thing or a uh, iOS um, 15 thing. Yeah, I, I'd be shocked if we're not seeing so, like yeah, a Final Cut yeah. or, or Logic because you got to use that RAM for something, right? This RAM is not there, so you can run more apps in... in Side by side mode. This the extra RAM has it goes to, up to sixteen gigs exactly. now. Exactly. So this ra- extra yeah. RAM. I mean, if you have a like Final Cut Pro, does run through a lot of RAM if you have four K stuff in there. So that would kind of make sense. So I I would be shocked if we're not seeing unless Apple's saying, look, here's our flagship hardware. It's way over the top. Build cool stuff, and that's the the strategy which they have done lately a lot. Uh, but I I would think they want to put a strong foot forward and say, look, our pro apps, we, mm-hmm. we're taking the iPad seriously as a pro machine, which they do, right? All the all the things they promote are within the pro space, mm-hmm. not, yeah. not the pro space that most of us are in, but it's definitely pro apps. Yes, definitely. Um, so speaking so of I pro apps... I think it's time for Apple to, to show their pro apps. But so yeah, here's, no points for me. Well, I'm getting my first points. So Apple did show off third-party photo editing tools on the iPad. So I'm getting points. And this Ooh. was a wild card for me. So I'm actually getting double Yippee. the points. So you're getting 3,996 points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good pick. Mm. Um, I didn't get Apple Pencil. We're still having the the old Apple Pencil. I, I was surprised about that. I thought we were going to see some change to the Apple Pencil. See? Yeah, because there were, there were leaks. Yeah. Mm. You know. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. photos. That, obviously, leaks are leaks and they can be... Mm. fake or it was supposed to have like a matte finish or something yeah Mm. yeah it would i mean the thing is when we picked it we're like sure we've seen the leaks but we didn't have a good reason for it to be there yeah so maybe that should have influenced me more yeah but we talked about Mm. this afterwards kai that like it doesn't feel like they would just update the apple pencil for the sake of it it feels like it would be a new capability and we almost started thinking like what if there is an iMac that has touch support and the way that you integrate with it is mm-hmm. Apple Pencil. So I think that would have been like a potential for a new pencil, but that would have required an OS update as well, I would think. So maybe it's something that we see eventually, like once Apple wants to have touch input for the Macs or for Oof, any other device. I still don't want touch input. I don't Macs. want it either, but that could be one potential time when you your Apple pr- Apple Pencil prediction will be right. No, I, I just take one that has an eraser on the back. <laughs> I don't need I don't need touch and put on a Mac. Anyway, we're getting to Macs later. Other things that we got points for are things like for me, new screen tech. I, I did get those points, so that's mm-hmm. two thousand six points for me. Apple got five G uh, iPads, so obviously those are Oh, other. is it available with five G? Yeah, it is available on 5G. <laughs> Apple has 5G products? Yeah, there are 5G models. All the Gs. 5G. Mm. What a concept. In fact, it's the only M1 uh, Apple device with 5G now. Oh, you don't say. Mm. Mm. Um, otherwise, I got... Sorry, what was that? Can you just say it one more time? Uh, 5G. What, the one with the 5G? 5G, yeah, cool. That's, cool. That's pretty cool. Um, I, got- I honestly feel like they had way too little time for that for, for that part of the product. They should have spent at least 10 more minutes talking about 5G. You want to see the at and CEO talking about They should have got another CEO up there. Yeah. Um, mm. Moving right along, uh, Thunderbolt <laughs> and USB 4 uh, on the... Uh, iPad, I got 2007 points for that. I feel that. like you're avoiding the elephant in the I'm, room I'm here, getting Kai. to that. I think that one is the one that we'll probably have the most to talk about. <laughs> I don't know, Malin, did you get your staggered iPad release? No, I did not. All no? of the iPads, iPad Pros are 
gonna be available at the same mm. time all right mm. so i think then we have the one big one wait, which wait what, what's what's the bottom what's mullen's bottom one with that did that oh, happen new oh, no, ipad that mini did, no iPad that mini? did not happen no. that's true that's also mm. a thing that did not happen so no new ipad mini you don't have to mark them red. You could just leave them unmarked. No, I want to... It's essentially <laughs> us checking the them pu- off. It has to be punishment. Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> then the big one. Oh, man. Zach predicted that there will be an M-Star <laughs> chip yep. in an iPad. Yeah, to be specific, he yep. predicted that it will be called M-something. Yep. It, yeah, it was a naming thing yeah. as opposed to a technical thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I correctly challenge that because obviously that makes absolutely a sense because we assume because you think it's going to be mobile i mean first uh, of all sorry mac yeah we, we assumed it, <laughs> it has a, m stands probably for mac right yeah. that makes sense m apple makes m chips for macs mm. must be m but apparently i don't know what what it's supposed to be that was too 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 clear of a naming so we had to go with i don't know what is it mighty one uh magical one yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know what, what what the naming is, but indeed, the new iPad Pro comes with an M1 chip. Mm, so that means, sure since does. Kai yeah. challenged that, he gets negative points. That means that he gets minus 4,004 points in yeah, this round. Yeah, so Zach... Wowza. So Zach gets 4,000... That was a pretty risky challenge. I, I, I really didn't think it it's, was. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's just, I don't understand... <laughs> I really do not. But, yeah, but like if this didn't happen, I didn't lose points. <laughs> sure. Don't ever question uh, Zach's knowledge again. <laughs> I, it just, I do not understand. Mm. I honestly do not understand this because it's not like <laughs> we've not had iPad chips that were fast before, right? We've had A14 chips. They're amazingly fast. They're essentially the same as the M chip, mm-hmm. just designed for the mm. for the iOS devices. So and. Now, all of a sudden, apparently, people talked about the M-series chips, and they were like, whoa, they're so fast. And then Apple says people didn't realize that A-series chips were super mm-hmm. fast, so we now have to add, call it an M-chip on the iPad. I don't understand. I mean, what- that could be mm-hmm. it. It's- I actually think this makes sense, though. Like, <laughs> Of course you do. I, I can understand. No, 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 no. But that's why I picked it. Like, <laughs> of course. I, I can see them wanting to say the iPad is so... Like, it's a Mac series chip like they introduced it on the mac but first so as far as we're all concerned this is a mac processor and then it, potentially at wwdc you know when they announce mac level software mm-hmm. or you know that type of but it's a thing software it for the, the, the entry iPad, level say, oh chip, it's got though. a it's got a mac chip in it like you're not getting a, a subset but it didn't seem to me like mac a long-term software. plan because the m1 is we all agree the entry level mac chip right it was the one yes. for the airs and all the kind of wimpy macs they're yeah. f- pretty fast for what it is but definitely mm-hmm. the kind of low-end macs but is that with public yeah. perception though or is the public perception that the m but, something is a really good chip thing. that we wanted the, the every m, product the m1 can. is a chip that doesn't need cooling mm-hmm. so it's perfect for an ipad eventually so i think we all so assume the it would be yes um, but i wonder if yeah, i wonder sure. if the m but what's chip, an a14 that's the thing i wonder if like so the general <laughs> public got to know about the m chip no one cared about the name of the ships in the general public before this but now everyone still knows don't. about the m1 ship no one cares yeah. still but the weird thing is so i listened to our pre- predictions episode and i believe we got to the end of this and we had a similar kind of discussion and kai goes at the end and now i'm even more confident <laughs> I, like, I, I was, like, ah, well, kai, there's no way we confident. could have known i mean obviously it looks like 
Tim Cook snuck in wearing a mask at the last minute and changed it to an M1 chip. Because as everyone we discovered. in the company disagreed so, with that decision. Yeah, he had clearly to sneak th- it. this was a last minute change, mm. and there's no way we could but have also, known that. We, we've seen how much security Apple put out to prevent Tim Cook from putting that stupidly <laughs> named chip into the iPad, and he had to he had to run across Apple Park and and dodge Can the we lasers. Talk about that for I a did appreciate that video, but it was beyond stupid. <laughs> like. Tim Cook does not have to do that for but anything. Everyone else at Apple is right. They should not have let Tim do this. It makes no sense to put that chip into an iPad. And realistically, <laughs> that's what you took out of. Yeah, this is this is this is clearly Apple's way. Of I mean, sh- obviously, he brought it up in meetings, and they talked him down. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Look, clearly, I can't go through normal channels yeah. to get my way. So <laughs> I'm going to have to use my skills as a professional, uh, you know, spy slash thief." Yeah, he used. I don't know. Over a matter of four thousand points, I'm very happy this happened and i don't really care about naming otherwise he, he used all these six years of apple watch workouts and all build up to this one moment to, <laughs> did to you guys find it, it interesting that the the face of the person who would like sneak the m1 chip in was tim cook like it almost is represented the fact that apple doesn't have anyone else who like yeah. because tim cook obviously is not the person who is in charge of anything related to putting technology of chips in certain products right what? i thought they, they just, was the, the weld welding chips into <laughs> I, I thought he does all of them personally. i mean and so it's just apple, know, apple has no now, other that has no other person to do it right i mean yeah no i did find that interesting also that they're using tim cook as because i totally see like craig federick yeah, it's usually I, the I one that does the goofy thing. things right or or it used to be phil schiller i didn't expect that to be tim yeah like I didn't see that part coming, yeah. honestly. Because and that's, that, maybe or, that's why they picked him. They wanted a cliff, a surprise there towards mm, the end of. But the it's game. also he's the one that cares so much about the Mac to put a chip that clearly is no, not well named for that product into it. Mm. <laughs> well, it's just I, I can't get over this. It just because now now it does. Okay, so you're the, not upset about the video. No, you're the, upset the video about was, the naming. I think the video was funny. It's, uh, uh, it's, yeah, uh, I, it I like that. And in general, production quality again, all of those were were amazing. But now we'll see soon an M1X that is now the the cool badass chip or an M2 or whatever goes into the 16 inch MacBook Pro and the larger iMac or whatever else we're getting next and the the Mac Pro. And now the the, the iPad has the wimpy one again. So why not give it a separate type of chip? Why why does the iPad now always get a wimpy Mac chip? Well, uh, why does the iPad, i MacBook Air get the wimpy chip? Because it's the wimpy computer. It's like the wimpy chip. But computers are always faster than the fastest tablet. They haven't been though. Yeah, the, I think the that's a fine. Says, says the most. If I can make the most uh, controversial statement of the podcast, that's uh, the thing. Though all the eight chips were blazing fast. I, I don't think they had a the marketing issue of like, oh, people buy iPads and they think they're just too wimpy. Let's put a chip in that we put into our wimpiest MacBooks to make. I, I just don't understand this, especially considering that we'll see more performant chips very soon. So now it's just. The, the wimpy computers and the wimpy iPad all sharing a ship. And then the cool computers that, that are actually pro computers and fast, they get the, the cool and fast new chip, the M1X or M2. I, I just, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how this company can move forward from this. <laughs> it's just, I, maybe, I just, maybe the, maybe the 16 inch, uh, iPad pros will have the new M chip, just like the MacBook. Yeah, pros. maybe. <laughs> Okay, moving on. But also, again, that means big, big step forward in 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 general iPad performance, right? No matter mm-hmm. how, how wrong we all agree the naming of the chip is, it is a very very fast chip for most 
casual and professional use cases. Uh, the iPad getting 8 and 16 gigs of RAM uh, just means they're there's a lot more RAM now available because we went from six, right? From six to, to eight and uh, 16. Like the, we jumped from six to 16 in, in the kind of top models, right? So is the base Sounds one right. 16 though? No, the base one is eight and the, the, the one terabyte and two terabyte models are 16 gigs of RAM. Yeah. Mm, okay. I, I do wonder if that will be, because this is also the first time we're actually seeing iPads being advertised with RAM numbers. Mm-hmm. I do wonder mm-hmm. if there will be any kind of difference in any kind of product in the future. Will it be like Final Cut runs on the... Well, if you are using an iPad for video editing, the difference between 8 and 16 suddenly makes way mm-hmm. more sense. Yeah. But I do wonder like, how the operating system will deal with it. Because there's not as much swapping mm-hmm. happening on iPadOS as there is on a Mac, right? Your Mac just goes slightly yeah. slower because it swaps things onto the disk. Mm-hmm. I do. I wonder if we'll see more of that. Because if you want to run Final Cut, what, what are you going to do if you run out of RAM? Not going to kill your mm-hmm. Final Cut uh, application or, or whatever pro video editing because you decide you only need 512 gigs of RAM. So I do wonder yeah. what we're seeing there. But it definitely is a very capable platform that makes me more excited about both stepped up dc but also i hope that people were waiting for more ram to do certain type of applications because mm-hmm. the ipad is so capable it's just none of the things that i yeah. want to do with it i'm not i'm not the type of pro that can use an ipad but i would like <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i don't want to change profession so it would be nice if apple would instead or or third parties Build more apps that use the iPad for for all its. But, uh, but they make you, a computer for you. Yeah, Kai? why do you, or a person who wants like the biggest iMac possible, even want an iPad? Why do you care? Because mm. I do like the iPad for for certain types of things. I think the iPad is is a fun like gaming device. I mm-hmm. do think the iPad is a fun thing where you want to like for, for xcode i would want to have a keyboard and mouse but i think for audio mm-hmm. editing mm-hmm. i would love to use logic on an ipad i think that would be a really? very yeah because you can it you always have i mean it, it, it's possible but being able to use like the pencil to to mm-hmm. set edits mm-hmm. for, for the kind of things we're doing i think that would be a really fun experience fun way of of doing this kind of thing where you're kind of mostly listening and you're kind of editing ahead and you're kind of scro- yeah. scrubbing through a timeline yeah. using your fingers and multi-touch yeah, to do so things. Yeah, so the tool actually uses all of the specific things for the platform, like the pencil, mm. it would be a really and cool tool. Even yeah. for, for like Xcode, I do see a way of having a SwiftUI-focused Xcode mm-hmm. built for the iPad. I agree. Yeah. That would be actually fun and potentially better to work on because mm. if we had... Yeah, something that is more focused on sort of the user interface aspect of the of the app creation through xcode yeah because if if i would have like your preview window being a fully interactive iphone simulator mm-hmm. that is just like let's say you have the 13 inch ipad right and a quarter of the screen on the right is the size of an actual iphone and it's fully touch interactive that's a way better way of interact interacting with mm-hmm. the simulator than it is on on a mac it's yeah, a bit awkward okay. on the mac to, to with anything with gestures mm-hmm. if you would build that on an ipad that would be a non-issue you have the same type of touch mm-hmm. uh technology on the simulator as you do in in the um uh, on the real device and also f- for the ipad right if you're building for the ipad on the ipad mm-hmm. i do think that could be cool um it's just that the iPad at the moment doesn't support the pro workflows that I like. Mm-hmm. And I also, you always hear a lot of people that think the operating systems are merging. I, I don't know. 
I don't feel that way. I don't think we'll see Mac OS on iPad anytime soon. I don't think we're seeing iPad OS on, on a Mac anytime soon. I don't think the M1 is an yeah. indication. It wouldn't make the naming better, so I give it that. <laughs> that would make sense. It's the Mac chip because it now runs Mac OS. Cool. Problem solved. Uh, create a different uh, kind of problem, but at least the naming is no longer silly. Yeah, but I agree. I think it would be cool if we get more powerful tools on the iPad as a result of this in general. I'm interested in seeing it. I'm even more excited about WWDC now and see what comes out mm-hmm. for Mac OS there and also, uh, sorry, for iPad OS and like, also, in terms of like Swift UI and tooling and things like that, will be really cool. Um, but it could be mostly a third party thing where it's like, all right, yeah. now, yeah, use and that people. would be disappointing because another year would come and go where we all think that the iPad's hardware is more capable than the software they provide. But at that point, isn't it, it up to us to as developers yeah. to provide that software? I don't know necessarily why it. If yeah, Apple's but enables Apple should it, be setting examples. But they have uh, Which iPad type of what, apps right? do they even have to set examples? I think unless Apple provides something like Final fin- Cut, Logic, yes. Xcode. Unless they provide something like that, they are not going to set an example. But that doesn't mean that third-party developers can't. Uh, like No, but what does a pro-pro app on an iPad look like? I don't really know. Yeah, but why don't we see more of that? Because realistically, iPads have been plenty fast. And we do see pro apps, right? Procreate is... is clearly mm. a pro app and and mm. the affinity tools they are pro apps you know affinity photo on the ipad is is a very capable photo editor mm-hmm. um and and i think most people would look at that and be like that's a pro app so we do see some of them it's just certain areas i, I wonder if people were worried of apple or or mm-hmm. adobe entering those spaces so they held off but yeah. we actually would have had Maybe. probably enough time by now to have built something that would actually capture the market of professional mm. video editing on iPad. Yeah, I'm yeah. also wondering if it is a bit of a price point that um, at the moment people might consumers might assume that an iPad app should be similarly priced to an iOS app. Um, and if you could change that sort of mm. stigma around that and like just have it as like, no, if you have a pro app on the iPad, it makes sense to charge $100 for it or more like you do with Final Cut Pro. Like if that could mm. sort of be sort of a new fault standard, I think more people would be willing to bet on creating something for the iPad. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Procreate survives on like a $15 and it's just the 10. sheer number of people who buy the thing that makes them successful. Yeah. But I think Procreate is in a really good state because they kind of capture amateur to pro mm-hmm. very well. Mm. I think... Final Cut Pro will not be a replacement for people that currently are happy with iMovie, right? It, it starts at a yeah. way higher level of Pro. I think yep. same for, for like apps that Adam is working on. They, they have a really good range of people that are like, you know, I, I just want to use something for like scribbling around all the way to like, no, I'm actually using this for, for work. Um, and I think those apps can probably sustain themselves better on, on lower prices than something that's like, you know the all uppercase pro apps like it's like this is, this is like you you have to be in a dark room and you have to have a 6k display <laughs> you, somewhere in your house otherwise this app won't even launch you know what's going to happen kai when your wish comes true apple's <laughs> going to announce check out the new logic pro for ios isn't it great oh yeah and here's the new mac version which is now a catalyst app uh <laughs> based on the ios oh, version because we had to no. rewrite it all anyways right we have to rewrite it from scratch <laughs> But that gets me, that's probably what's taking so long, right? It's not, it's not even about why isn't Apple doing this? They might be like, we've been working on this for the past four years. It's just, we literally have to rewrite the entire app with all the power. If you want it to be a real pro mm-hmm. app from scratch and 
we're not going to put a billion dollars towards that. We're only going to put, you know, we have a small team or whatever. Mm. But it's, that in general gets us into an di- interesting discussion. Because you, you know they're not rewriting it in Swift UI, right? So I mean, it's, not necessarily. It's catalyst, and, and, they're, and they're not going to support two, two separate platforms. Because Apple's out of that. Out, <laughs> Apple's gotten out of that business. They might go with Swift UI. Uh, I'm not against you, that. You, th- you think that Swift UI is appropriate for a professional level app? I'm not the power saying of, that, uh, but I'm Final saying that, that might still be better than providing trying to provide something that's to a similar standard on macOS through something that like maybe that's what's taking yeah, so long. Yeah, they yeah, wait, they're, they're, they've been trying to make it. Uh, and, and I'd applaud that if they if all three things got announced at the same time. Yeah. Swift UI is now good enough to build a you know Final Cut Pro, uh-huh. and here's the new version that mm. works on both platforms. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> or or because WatchOS is just more polished on the watch, they they put Final Cut on the watch first. No? My evergreen pick is catalyst it's gonna be it's not gonna it, it cannot be no. it's just well, I, I think <laughs> it, it just can Adam. So, so they ha- they have they have to have two completely separate code bases for their uh they don't have to have yep. different code ridiculously bases. complex they just don't have uh, to have them in catalyst the, the ui would be different code bases it, it needs to be apple Which apple is, must yes. realize all right this was an interesting experiment and i see what they're going for and it's it's helping with the transition but it cannot be our strongest foot forward but there's to, also not really a reason why something like Final Cut Pro would even need to be replaced right now. I think messaging as an app, for example, needed to be replaced with something equivalent to what they have on iOS because they wanted things like threads, things like react, uh, not reactions. Uh, what else was there? Um, I actually think the, the, way you the iMessage rewrite was a look into the future. I think we're seeing more iMessage things in the next couple of years. And I think mm-hmm. it was more mm-hmm. of a let's bring them on the same platform now, mm-hmm. not because we cannot figure out how to make reactions in, in AppKit. I think it's about iMessage will become a lot more over the next few years. And mm-hmm. if we if we can bring that into one thing, that, that iMessage that is also back, a sorry. great catalyst app. And it's it doesn't need super high performance. But when I use it, I don't think that it's a catalyst mm. app. Unlike using home where I'm like, oh, this is yeah. really janky and confusing. So that goes back to Adam's point that like maybe the reason they would rewrite Final Cut Pro in the first place is because they anticipate a lot of new things coming there. And then they would want to write it in something like Catalyst so that they can provide it on both platforms. And maybe it can become as good as the messaging app is. And that is a reasonable experience. I, don't, I just don't even think it needs to have different... I think it's okay if, if the approach would be, all right, let's write Final Cut on iPadOS largely with swift ui wherever we can mm-hmm. like similar to what we do in orbit right we're yeah. not we're not a trillion dollar company we figured out all right swift ui is great at certain things it's not great at others AppKit is great at certain things but swift ui makes it easier for us and others mm. just use the tools to to their best capabilities mm-hmm. and apple's apple's pr- probably about a year ahead with their swift ui feature set right so whatever the swift ui will see in 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 uh during DubDub in June, they can probably already use because they're not going to ship Final Cut Pro tomorrow as a surprise, right? Mm-hmm. So they can u- build it against that. I can require iOS 15. That's all good. But don't, why would they need to shy away from saying, all right, Final, Final Cut on, on iPad, we can build uh, 70% in, in Swift UI, which is great because that allows us to potentially in the future share things across the different platforms and make it nice everywhere. But uh, 20%, 30% are still in UI kit. I think that's not, not a bad decision. 
And then uh, over time, you don't have to rebuild Final Cut on, on the Mac right now. But over time, as you make improvements and you, you're making more features available in SwiftUI. And I mean, Xcode has a bunch of SwiftUI in it right now, mm -hmm. right? I think mo most of us are not looking at Xcode and thinking, man, when they added SwiftUI, it really went downhill. You can add SwiftUI with your existing apps in, in a way that you wouldn't notice. And I think that's what they're... They sh their approach should be on Final Cut as well. Add new stuff if it makes sense to build in SwiftUI because you want to use it across your different platforms. Do that, but make the priority should be let's make the best app for the platform we can. And if SwiftUI is the best tool for the job, use it. Yeah, I just I think I think you're right. The reason I think though that SwiftUI in this particular case is probably not a part of what they're doing is I do think they're working on this, and I I think that they probably started a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. and I don't think. They started with Swift UI. So you think they started with UIKit then? Yeah. So do you think that? Mm, I mean, yeah. th this is a two, I, how, how many? It was, I, I think it's at least a two-year project to, uh, you know. But do you think they would have already had in mind? Apps. Do you think they would have had in mind back then already that they want to merge the code bases and make it available? Oh, by the way, uh, before Logic Pro as it is right now actually already uses some Swift UI as well. So it is already using SwiftUI on the Mac today. So it's not, it's not, uh, it's you not know, unreasonable. If, if you use the right pieces of SwiftUI, I do think it is definitely capable to enhance certain things. And I would be surprised if Apple wouldn't, because no one is saying, all right, Apple's doomed if they're not re releasing logic in on iPad, right? Mm -hmm. It's something we we probably uh, that, all would. That's that's what you guys talk about every prediction episode, where you predict this and you wonder why Apple's so dumb, not <laughs> doing all the the pro apps. Everyone's talking about that. I don't believe that, but everyone but, seems to be saying, "Come on, Apple, what are you? What are you dummies? Why haven't you done these pro apps think, on the iPad?" I think pro? we can both we can all agree that Apple should bring those apps to the iPad at some point, mm -hmm. but also at the same time agree that they, their company will not be in a worse state if they don't. Yeah. I just think it would be a good statement sure. from Apple to say, all right, first of all, let's use our frameworks for some serious, like what's the last time Apple released that level of an app for, for, for a new mm -hmm. platform? It's mm -hmm. been a while, right? What was the last kind of pro app? I mean, the closest we're getting to is probably the Photos app, that mm -hmm. they rewrote from macOS a few years ago to well, add some and, filtering and some, yeah, some yeah. you know, Apple's not been doing a lot of very serious um, new apps in a while. And I mm -hmm. think considering that we're kind of now towards the tail end of the Swift transition, definitely, and in kind of the second or third year, depending on if you count in Apple years or in, in us third-party developer <laughs> years of Swift UI, mm -hmm. it seems like a good time to be like, all right, let's do this extreme dog fooding yep. uh, to to actually realize all right where because i believe apple believes that swift ui is the future of, of mm. uh, ui development on mm. their platforms but yeah. it's hard to evaluate if all the feedback you're getting is from third parties yeah. once a year yeah i think you need a strong team in-house that builds very significant not just components in the in macros i think that's a good step mm. and that's that's great to see but i think they need for their own even for the, I think we would all benefit from the there being a Logic Pro or Final Cut Pro team using SwiftUI yeah. extensively in the apps as developers. Yeah. Even if you never touch those apps, if Apple is working on those apps and they're actually getting the feedback from those teams 
repeatedly, weekly, daily mm. uh, to improve the frameworks, mm. we would all be in a way better state. Mm. And I'm, I'm, app, people at Apple, they're no dummies. They know that if they would have that set up. I, I don't think they're dummies. I just think it's a timing thing. Mm. I think if, if they started these pro apps one year ago, then yeah, maybe they based it on Swift UI. But I think if they started them two or more years ago, the fundamental main views are already were locked in before they even before someone even said, hey, maybe we should use Swift But I don't UI. even need it to be, right? Even if we're saying, all right, 70% of them are already in UI kit, but now we try all mm. the new things in, in Swift UI first. Well, that, yeah, then, especially then we're talking about two different things. That's that's But that, especially I'm, I'm if the really, main reason for them sort of deciding on one code base is so that they can share certain things that are coming in the future. If those things are Again, like coming, like not not here right now. If it is for the future proofing of the code base, then SwiftUI would work for that. It's fine if they keep on having AppKit and UIKit and keep the current code bases. Even if they started with the iOS version two years ago, they could keep the UIKit version and then continue adding more things in SwiftUI. All, all I'm expecting is a serious commitment to SwiftUI in their own pro apps because I think we need uh, Apple in-house development in in that space to to provide mm. feedback for that because yeah. UIKit is as good because there were people before all of us t- touched uh, UIKit that were building mm. apps like all the system apps on the iPhone with it and we're like look this weird way in table view we got to fix and then it worked through how to fix that and fix it and then moved on mm. right and UIKit was surprisingly polished in mm. iPhone OS 2 because Apple used it for most I mean, they had some private APIs, but for the most part, they used very similar APIs to, to and all the mistakes they learned, they, they, that moved then into the API design for the APIs they made mm-hmm. public. There were certain APIs that were actually looking nicer, uh, once developers had them than the internal ones, right? Because Apple learned from using APIs and building what they thought were good APIs to then learn from it and improve it and then ship ultimately mm-hmm. better dev tools. I think yeah. that, that's all I really want is. Yeah. The, the way I see it is a bit similar to the sort of pro work groups that Apple started mm-hmm. having when they, I don't remember the specifics of it, but I think they had like people internally that were working with mm-hmm. tools like Final Cut Pro and mm-hmm. those things. And they reported back basically saying what problems they have and what workflows they're using. And I think if they, I don't think it's unlikely that they have something like that for the internal tooling like your, like Swift UI. And then they might not work on something completely. It's, un- it doesn't make sense that they would work on something that is not at all going to be used for a product. It makes more sense to have those people work on a product that they want to exist anyways, and then work closely with the team. And I hope that's like, I think that would be a great way for Apple to adopt and work together, like work with those people who are making something with the tool that is then helping to improve the tool. And realistically, all I want is a serious commitment, right? What the percentage of UIKit and SwiftUI is, I don't care as long as it's a significant percentage to to actually, I, I want to. I, I would like Apple to be committed enough to Swift UI to be like, all right, let's let's figure out how to make this work, rather than saying, oh, this is a bit weird. Let's go back to UIKit every time, right? I I would like them to actually have a goal of like, let's let's build things in Swift UI and only not sure, yeah. not do it where we have to, but have a pathway of where we can port that mm-hmm. at some point back to Swift UI, and then ultimately be in a situation like. I, I do think the future of Apple platform development is kind of going in that direction. Having Swift UI as your UI platform to build things for all the different 
platform mm. setup will provide, but make all the necessary tweaks for the iPad app to behave and work like an iPad app, mm. and the macOS app behave and work like an iPad, uh, like <laughs> like a macOS <laughs> app. And I, I think that would be the ideal scenario. So people that want to work the iPad way, do it on the iPad. And people that want to work the macOS way, do it on macOS, and everyone's happy. I think that is the ideal kind of parallel existence of those platforms as as different, but not majorly limiting pro platforms. All right. Cool. Now we're getting into the extensive part of this. Now now we're going to talk another hour about the iMac. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I did not think we would talk this much about the iPad, but I think I really enjoy that we went into like Swift UI and Pro for, apps yeah, for in people general. who don't care about the yeah. iPads. <laughs> it's like <laughs> someone told us that we have to talk about the iPad and we managed to make it about things that are not actually the iPad. <laughs> have we talked that much about it? Had I not lost 4,004 points on this? I don't know. So <laughs> No, I, I love how it gets us talking about Swift UI and Pro apps. And, and I'm, I'm very happy for you, Zach, that you made uh, 4,004 yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, it was pick, pick up yeah, the game. Yeah. <laughs> it, mm. it very much seems that I'll way. take it. Um, for the next um, segment, Zach, you got 1,998 points for your Apple Silicon iMac. Mm. So that was that was some easy points for a very colorful announcement. Yep, yep. Marlon got some points. Yeah, I did. For the mm. reduced bezels on the iMac, but only mm. just. <laughs> uh, no, they are I, I significantly like- reduced. They're but realistically, who cares about the front of the iMac? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We'll look at the back anyways. Um, I think that's all the iMac picks. We didn't have that many. I'm I'm a bit disappointed nah. in us for not having it. Uh, I think Zach threw us off. He picked he picked this like really wide pick in the beginning, and we were all like, well, what's left for us now? That's my excuse. <laughs> sure. Let's blame Zach because... Sure. Sure. So you're saying Zach used strategy in order to try to actually like uh, actually excel further game. at the game. And, and we don't yeah. like we it. <laughs> you're like, no, not fair. <laughs> no, uh, I actually really I was, like I your... I was playing by the yeah, rules. Yeah, I really like yeah, your it's, strategy, it's Zach. Fair. I feel like you, yeah. you got the things that were more obvious out of... <laughs> the way like like the apple silicon i don't know how you how you give zach a compliment while making it sound so condescending i can't believe it took five picks for somebody to say air tags or yeah but, but i think apple it was tracker, very clever that you picked things very clever point, Zach, that you picked all the dumb dumb no, no, obvious it, things that even a dummy could have but thought the, of because the points are so close to again <laughs> exactly. if, if it had been like if it had been one two three four five six yep. seven nine ten then it would have been dumb to do the big obvious pick for a exactly, one point yeah. right but mm. all the point values are more or less the same mm. so i think that is i think true. getting something that many people might want to pick out of the way so that you mm. like Reserve yep. that pick was a hey, good I idea. I didn't even know that this was happening yeah. until like on the <laughs> show. So you could say I was at a disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe also, he was just trying to psych you out. It was yeah. just to try to like throw you guys off. Also, you, rest you, assured, <laughs> we already adjusted the point, uh, the, the, the <sighs> closeness of the points uh, for future episodes. So there will be there will be some adjustments to to make up for more that. strategy involved. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. So what what do y'all think about the new I- iMac? Okay, so I I really I really liked it at first. The more I look at it, I really would have liked it to have black bezels. I feel like it's it's that thing when it's like I agree. I think yeah. the most thing that I dislike about the white bezels is that it has the white, but then it has this black string, like black stripe within the white, because of the display being mm-hmm. attached. 
that's the thing I don't like. like I so would you would like them to remove the display? I, I know many people say they don't, they don't like the shin, but I don't mind it that much. I think the most distracting thing is the white bezels, but I'll get over it. I'm, I think I'll, I'll be fine. I think overall, this is a really cool device. I like how futuristic it looks. I do think they could potentially have made it a bit thicker and therefore not have a big shin oh, in the really? bottom. I thought they should have made it a bit thinner. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's actually a little bit too thick. But uh, yeah, I've been back and forth. But overall, I still think it's a cool direction and it does look very modern in comparison to the to the old one. Um, yeah, would have been cool if it was black bezel, so. I, I was first skeptical when I first saw it. I was like, ah, that's that's not the iMac that I, I envisioned to buy next. And then I realized this is not the iMac I'm going to buy next. So it's it's all good. Um, I know, but I think, I think the reason why I sort of talk so much about the side is because I can imagine the next iMac, whatever that is, if it's a pro, it's still going to be inspired by this design. It might be that it's a bigger one, or it might be that it becomes available in like pro colors. So space black, <laughs> I guess. Um but I do think it's not unlikely that we just see something like this that's just larger. I, I would be surprised. I, I do think the the strategy here is this is the entry model iMac, and I think it will it's stunning at what it's trying to do, right? It's the the design directive was let's get it in under twelve to mm-hmm. twelve millimeters. That seems to be the the goal, right? And everything else is kinda a result of that directive. Like I, how how yeah. thin do we how thin do we think we can do it? We think we can get it in under 12 millimeters. Cool. And now let's engineer everything around that. And a lot of the, the kind of what, what you would usually consider a compromise actually resulted in clever engineered solutions, right? If yes, we're looking at the like power the cord. Yeah, or the microphone jack being on the side. Yeah, like yeah. having the, the headphone jack on the left side Sorry, makes, yes. um, makes total sense, right? That's first of all where, where it should have been because having it behind was always awkward and the headphone jack is just too long to actually uh you know uh, if you can't uh, put it in the back anymore because the headphone jack is longer than the, the iMac is uh, thick now so it had to be in the side again was probably a design limitation that forced them to put it on the side but it's actually i think leading to a better product and and a good uh, d- direction second thing the power plug and there are two things to that, right? First of all, it no longer has the standard one. And I've heard some people complain about that. But realistically, who replaced their the, the power cord they got with the iMac in the first place? Will you really want a standard-shaped, like one of those black stupid cords, if Apple ships a perfectly fine power cord? Probably not. Uh, so who cares, right, if it's not a standard plug? But it, the old one wouldn't have fit. So they, they designed the own one. They're this kind of interesting magnetically attached way thinner one that looks nice it's not a big deal right it's no one's going to say whoa i missed the old power plug on my imac no one's going to say i buy this imac for the power cord but unequivocally it is a cool solution to the thickness problem because now they have a way thinner one that that kind of attaches magnetically mm-hmm. um it's also funny that we now have MagSafe on on iPhones I, I and know. iMacs. Not uh, the same at all, though. I know. I, I gotta, still kinda, gonna say that this is feel the same. Still kind of funny that we have MagSafe in all the devices where it doesn't matter. I can't wait for that to get back into MacBooks at some point because I think at this point it's probably inevitable, right, that we're getting MagSafe back in in some form. I think um, the other interesting engineering solution then with the power cord is that the Ethernet jack is actually. Mm-hmm in the power brick instead of the back of the Mac. Mm. And again, 
I don't think people were like, you know what, my number one wish list item on the iMac is that the Ethernet j jack goes somewhere else. But I do think the power brick is the better place for the Ethernet jack because realistically, most people probably don't have their uh, Ethernet coming out of uh, directly behind the Mac. So you have this extra cable. Mm. Again, not a big deal, but I, I actually would like for it to be on the floor instead of behind my Mac because that one is always, I mean, we have CAT6 here. The cable is a bit stiffer. It's a bit weird in the way. I, I would like it to uh, instead be on a brick because then you kind of have more cables shoved in the same place somewhere that's not your table, which I think is nice. Mm. And I think all of those kind of things were like interesting design challenges as a result of the the thinness directive but they're actually all all pretty nice the one limitation that i think you can see if you look at this device is the chin mm -hmm. because that is where all the computer is now right mm -hmm. if you look at the chin that's exactly where with the logic board the m1 the speaker system the fans everything is there because the rest is just a display and some like wi-fi and bluetooth stuff mm -hmm. but overall and that's where the question comes in would it have made sense for them to make it th less thin and therefore put those things in the back instead. Yeah. And that makes me wonder, This is what's the reason why they would need a device like this be thin? It's. I don't think they need this. Yeah, I, but I just like, think that was the design direction I want to go with. And I think where it's, is it's, that coming from? Like, I see it for a laptop, but you don't need this to be a light device. And I wonder if it's something... Of course not. But I do think Apple's... And what we criticized more recently about Apple is that they're no longer doing the kind of slightly funner, but mm. also unnecessary things. And That's I think true. this is the device of like, it's unnecessary. I don't think anyone's like, ooh, I would like an iMac, but it's just, it's too thick. It doesn't fit where I want it to be. Mm. It's unnecessarily thick. Something that Apple could do because they now use the M1 chips and they're no longer using uh, Intel chips that are drawing more power and hotter than the entire device mm -hmm. combined now, right? And I, I do think that's great. And it's the yeah. perfect device for that because this is the entry model one. It's a lot more fun now. Like the colors are, are interesting. Um, it is, the chin doesn't, doesn't really matter. I do believe that the Pro Mac might not have the chin. Really? I'm not convinced that we'll see this design. I do think we'll probably see Again, I would be critical if we see this design going into the whatever the pro iMac mm -hmm. style is, because I think that is the wrong trade-off. But for the kind of entry-level M1 uh, kind of wimpier Mac in the lineup that replaces the 21-inch iMac, mm -hmm. this is, I think, the perfect design because it's more fun than than you know, it's definitely more fun than than there is some form over function but overall function not really losing a lot mm -hmm. so it's it's the, yeah. the mac that should do it's fun yeah you would want to have it in a place where you can see it the colors are more interesting yeah, uh, it definitely it, sticks out you would see it from this device. and similar to like i and i've had imax for a long time and when people that i showed my like that visited me and saw my imac for the first time um it was the first thing they asked is where's the computer Mm -hmm. And of course, no one was like, oh, cool, now I buy an iMac because I can't see where the computer is. But it was a fun thing where it's like, wait, it's all in the display part. And now that is cranked to 11, right? This is insane that now the entire computer is in a thing that's, that's thinner than your finger. And I think that's, that's a cool, fun thing to do. And it kind of means the profile is, is really nice. Uh, and the uh, it, it just, you know, it's also going to be a quiet computer and all of those things. So I... I I was first on the fence, but I think for what this computer is trying to, the, the market that this computer is addressing, it is perfect for. 
I think it this is going to be probably the most successful iMac uh mm. we've we've seen in the last 10 years. I would be surprised if not. Again, if if the, this design is just the same for the uh, the Pro model, I think that, that, that those would not be the right trade-offs. I mm-hmm. think for the Pro model, it should be a bit thicker mm. and it should have therefore uh you know, should yeah. have different USB port configurations that actually fit into the thinness of the device. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and it should probably be a bit thicker to therefore have a different slightly different cooling solution, maybe mm-hmm. even have um N- less less of a chin because you know you're mm-hmm. all of a sudden going to something like 30 inch 32 inch whatever they mm. decide to release and then having a chin that goes along the entire edge of a such a thick device you might not want to have that you probably also want to have black bezels because i do think black bezels make what's on the display pop pop more but also but you're also not having perfect. like color mismatches of like mm-hmm. the white on your screen doesn't match the white on your mm-hmm. bezel and it doesn't matter for like casual normal kind of all day usage or or in in wherever those IMAX go right hotel lobbies and and co-working spaces and all the cool places where you want to have cool all the cool places you want to show the back of of the computer so if if we do see different designs i think this is perfect Mm. if if we're now forced into the kind of entry-level design for the pro max i think that that would be annoying but i i don't expect that okay no, I uh, you starting to convince me. Maybe it, it will. Maybe the pro model will look different. And I agree. Like this is, I think it's a really nice machine. And for the people who are like interested in something that's more fun, a bit more like just cool and more like stylistically interesting, I think this is a really cool machine. I really like it. Just as I like as an object, I think it looks really nice. But I do want a wait and see what else is introduced because in general i do want a larger monitor or a larger display um but, but also there might be us, other right things. if any of us would get a computer we would be extremely happy yeah. using it for yeah. our uh pro workflow yeah i don't think this one is not a good machine for us it's mm. just that i do also anticipate that there will be something at least a larger display mm. coming out at some point in the future but uh, it's tempting i do think like as a like Design-wise, I quite like it. It's just, um, I think people were just surprised about it being so different from what the Mac has been in the past. And like, I think many people thought there were other trade-offs that maybe they didn't think having a thin one would be the thing to optimize for. But maybe you're right, Kai. Maybe it is not meant for us. Maybe it's meant for. It might be. That's the thing. It's not. I I don't like the the attitude of this is not meant for me. Mm. Um, I I think this would be you're you're completely happy with this device. I just think Apple is probably making two ranges, like as they have with most of the other lineups, right? They have mm-hmm. an iPhone 12 and an iPhone 12 Pro, and they make slightly different trade-offs mm-hmm. to to like overall the design language is the same. Yeah, but the iPhone Pro is larger in all dimensions, yeah. like including thickness. They use slightly different materials, and they they make slightly different trade-offs. And the same on the yeah. iPad, right? The iPad and the iPad Pro, or the iPad Air and the iPad Pro. And mm-hmm. I, and they again make different trade-offs because one is kind of trying to push the limits as far as like display technology goes. We didn't even talk about that much, did mm-hmm. we? Um, and uh, the iPad Air is kind of therefore not even having Face ID, right? Because that mm-hmm. one is designed for for different price point, for different mm-hmm. kind of uh, different. Di- they use uh, different trade-offs and make the best device with those trade-offs. Yeah. and I think that's kind of what this iMac feels like. They, yeah, they cer- decide on certain. A certain direction and then made the best they could exactly. put it. And I, I hope think... we're seeing the same for the pro model where it's like, all right, mm. we have a different 
focus here because it makes sense because those markets will be different right mm-hmm. we're not pro- probably not going to see a lot of whatever they're calling it iMac Pro for discussion's sake we're probably not seeing a lot of iMac Pros in in uh hotel lobbies because that would be stupid you want the 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 iMac probably uh in hotel lobbies mm. So yeah, but I, I, think, I, think that's, I think that's a better way of describing it. It's not that it's not meant for us. It's just that the direction of this might be different from what a pro one will be. And what they settled on is focusing on something that's mm. a bit more delightful and light um, and just like have this type of design language. I think it's really cool. Mm. Zach, do you want to get an iMac? No, but I think these look cool. Um, <laughs> definitely still not uh, wanting an iMac. I do. One of the things I thought was most interesting about this iMac and it's not actually to do with the iMac itself it's the external accessories mm. they're now selling mm-hmm. with it yeah, so giving that. you the ability to have touch id mm-hmm. on a keyboard is really cool mm-hmm. and also slight variations on the keyboard like i think they showed one that had a lock button as well like so you can kind of configure oh, that really? um the the function keys and what they look like um which i thought was pretty fun mm-hmm. um which as as somebody who does kind of like the touch bar and very much likes Touch ID, I think that's cool. It's obvious that they're not leaning into the Touch Bar as much anymore, yeah. but the ability to still have some kind of customization on what keys you want in your function row is something that I thought is quite appealing. Why do you think they are not adding a Touch Bar to this? I think the Touch Bar is dead. Yeah, but why? Yeah, it, I'm getting that vibe. Just if if so, it's not that Touch Bar wasn't dead. I think they would have added it to the MacBook Air. Mm. Mm. With the M1 chip, hmm. uh, yeah, I, I just yeah, think I, I don't know if it needed to be in the air. I just, I just feel like the lack of additions and changes we've seen for the Touch Bar yeah. just seems like that product has been. If you think the Apple TV doesn't get a lot of love, then you know, don't talk to the Touch Bar about it because mm-hmm. I don't think we've yeah. seen any. I think change. they were onto something with customizing what's available on the keyboard, mm-hmm. and they kind of seem to have hit this nice middle ground where we can add Touch ID. Uh, and give people what they want that way, mm-hmm. and I think that is that is the right call. I I think the touch even yeah. even if some people like the touch bar, I don't think it's worth the extra cost. Mm-hmm. That it, and at least I mean I'm I'm of course I would say that because I'm not someone who likes it. I, I just think for all the things Apple can focus on, I think adding adding a touch bar, I I I never thought was worth the the trade off that was made. Mm. Yeah, I also suspect uh, that for an external keyboard that the you know the, these current keyboards. The battery drain is is, is mm-hmm. as close to zero as you can get. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's tiny, and a touch bar would it would be probably what a yeah. hundred times bigger battery yeah, drain. Absolutely. Which of course you can accommodate with mm-hmm. you know uh, leaving it plugged mm-hmm. in all That's the time or whatever. Too. But it could be that could have been part of the mm-hmm. decision. Yeah. And plus, these aren't the pro devices. Touch bars for pros, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sure. if yeah. I know that probably none of us will what get you, this, wait, but Adam, what what do you think about the iMac? Oh, um, you guys covered everything. Uh, in a in a, in a rare uh, scenario, I actually agreed one hundred percent with everything <laughs> Kai said, uh, without even any slight uh, disagreements or nitpicks. Um, I love it. I, th- I think it looks great. Um, I, I do agree that there. I wouldn't be surprised if a larger screen one has black bezels. I also would not be surprised if the chin would be gone. Mm. Um, one comment related to the chin, which occurred to me, is you know when it comes to designing things. We tend to look at like each thing that we like or don't like independently. Like, why don't you just not have the chin and have it exactly the same, make it slightly thicker, right? But this was obviously designed with color in mind. Mm-hmm. And it's possible, we nerds don't want to entertain this idea, but it's possible to actually, a, a, Apple actually said, 
we want a chin because we want to have more color that you can see, and therefore we will make it thinner, not we want to add the chin because it has to be a certain thinness. Mm. It could have been the chin was, uh, or that the color was the main constraint, and therefore you have to add the chin, and therefore you might as well make it as thin as possible. I'm not saying that's the case, but, uh, you know, you can't, uh, like, the, I think the way Apple designs stuff, a lot of times they are thinking about like the, the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. if you imagine this without a chin, it's like, oh, the, so the stand is, is a, a color? Mm-hmm. Like, who cares, right? So, uh, I don't think either of us are any of us are going to get this. But if you would, what color would it people go with? Zach, how about you? Uh, Got to go green to match the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that would, yeah, that would. Be and then it. when you buy a purple phone oh. later on, you get a change to purple. Oh, just never buy a purple <laughs> phone. That's that's old. <laughs> what about you, Mom? Uh, I mean, I obviously like the purple one. Um, <laughs> I, in general, really fair, like, fair. I mean, uh, there's a reason we went with purple for our app icon. Um, mm-hmm. I do like the purple phone as well. But I also, I mostly like the back of the purple Mac. Mm-hmm. In general, I quite like the orange one as well. I just think that combination yeah. of like the back and then the sort of more like rose goldy color on the front is pretty nice. I, I do in general nice. like the bolder colors. Like I, I, I think for all of them, I prefer the back color over the front color. Pastel colors mm-hmm. are just weak colors. You know, it's, it's just we ran out of out of color. So now you get a slightly purplish. If you could get the, the back purple on the front, I would take purple. Um I, now I would either have to. I would probably take silver realistically, um, and boo, everyone can boo me. Boring. Yeah, it's like um, <laughs> when you're playing World of Warcraft and you decide to be a human. <laughs> it's funny. I forgot silver even existed because I'm on Apple's site right now and I'm looking at that main animation with all the different mm-hmm. colored IMAX swirling around. And of course, they leave out silver because it's not even a real color. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I I mean I I do like the silver. Okay, but, but you have to pick a color. If I would pick the color, I would either I do like multiple, so it's hard. I, I do like the purple. In order, probably purple, blue, green, orange, yellow, red. Yeah, the blue is quite nice. I think. Mm. Uh, you, Adam? I don't know. I think I think the blue is a bit boring. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> I love them all. I think purple is nice. One of each for Adam. Mm. I, I could not... Dis- I, I'm sitting there looking at it and going, uh, I love red, which actually the color is called mm. pink. Yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah. I like the red in the back, but I don't like yeah, the same. pink in the front. I'd probably go with the green, which I like it because it's not even a... Uh, it's not really like a green green. Mm. It's kind of a, a aquamarine yeah. sort of green. Yeah, yeah. green's really nice. Yeah. Cool. I think a bit of like scrubs when I see this though. Scrubs? That yeah. sounds like a model. Oh, the problem. color of scrubs? Like, uh, yeah. I also could be convinced to get the yellow or the orange just because yeah, I feel nice. like those are the unpopular colors. I feel like there would be something more striking about when people come over, they're going, like, oh, I haven't even seen a yellow one mm. in, in person. No, you I know? think the yellow the <laughs> yellow and orange, they're, they'll sell like hotcakes. I think they're Maybe really, really yeah. Yeah. See, the reason why I like the orange one is because that one is a bit more poppy. Like, it really sticks out. Yeah. Um, and that's why I don't God. like the blue one. It feels a bit like, yeah, I want the color, but I still want to be safe, so I go with the blue one. That's the, that's why I don't like that one. Yeah, I probably I, I probably see, lease um, one and just get a new one every year if yeah. I could. Yeah. If Apple could have like a tr- a yearly trade in program where you just get whatever the the same equivalent model in a <laughs> yeah. new color, like the seasonal color. And I also expect that's them right. to probably look even nicer in person. 
Those kind of colors. So like, you're saying we just got to buy one yes, of each. Yes, they don't photograph. Yeah. Just got to buy one of each and then pick. <laughs> exactly. No, but I, I do think like if you look at the iPads that are having some of the similar hues, they actually look way better in person than they look on pictures. So I, I would expect that to be even more the case for for those kind of larger areas. Ah, that's right. The iPads came out in new colors, but they did not do that with the Pro ones. That's annoying. I Why would like, huh? Because I, I've, been, I've been thinking about getting an iPad lately, and I would like to take the opportunity to get something colorful. Just strengthen my case. We'll get yeah. Pro iMacs yeah. that will be having different trade-offs. But yes, I, I do, I do like those a lot, and I'm. I'm I talked myself into buying one for a brief period and then talked myself out of it again. Because realistically, as someone who was on the fence, those devices will ship in the second half of May, right? Mm -hmm. So earliest, probably the third week of May. And I think there's not a 0% chance that we'll see the next step up in size for the iMac in at WWDC. I know they're not doing always not always doing mm -hmm. hardware, but this could be big enough that they want it to be part of WWDC. It could at least be a sneak peek of what it will be. Um so you would almost be still within the return window at that point. I don't want to order something without seeing all the options for something that I would probably want to keep for for many years. I do not expect to get an, you know a new iMac and upgrade it every year. That's something I'd probably keep for you, you should just, definitely wait until the mm. quote-unquote pro model. I'm looking at the, the side view of this thing. I, I love the stand. I love the shape of it. I, I know, love the hinge. Nice. It's, yeah, it's yeah. just like, oh, my God. It makes me really want that Apple external monitor. <laughs> too. Yes, yes. See, that would be another. If it would have target display mode, then I, I just needed mm. reasons to... to get myself over then you could get all, then you could get multiple colors one for the computer and one for the <laughs> but wouldn't uh, that be super cool if you one for every you know, day of the if week. you actually could have multiple colors <laughs> you could colors. do the whole rainbow yeah. across your desk that would be that would be pretty neat but yeah oh, probably right. gonna wait until WWDC to decide what what to do with our how good would meetings be just one co-worker's <laughs> face on each screen <laughs> but yes they're they're very nice very all nice right. Macs and everyone who who hates them is is wrong <laughs> All right. And everyone who was waiting uh, for this, who this is the perfect Mac iMac for you out there listening, I'm very happy for you. Enjoy. I'm jealous yeah. that mm. you get to buy one of these yep. and uh, mm. and enjoy it. And once the pandemic is over, I think we we go over we we gotta go out to the Apple Store and have a mm. look at those iMacs. I think mm. it will be. I'm very tempted rub, to rub see our, them. Rub our person. faces up against the back. <laughs> <laughs> you do that I, I'll, go to, I'll go to a different Apple store <laughs> cool um, right. yeah so much about the IMAX and colors um, this was a really exciting event there were so many things coming out I think that sort of leads us into Zach's pick of the length of this episode of mm -hmm. this episode of this event Zach you predicted mm -hmm. it will be between 55 and 70 minutes and that's correct. Yes, yes. I don't remember exactly. What was it? Like 61? Exactly. I think it was like an yeah, hour, exactly. one yeah. hour, it's pretty 61 much. 61 minutes. Yeah. Is, um, yeah. yeah. Would have been hard to pick either side of yeah. the 60. But it's like... And we this was a wild card, so you get double points. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> one woo. It's not like you need it. You, you pretty much won already. He's already, <laughs> he's already so far ahead at this point. It's like, oh, it's only another 4,008 <laughs> points, whatever. <laughs> I don't need that. Yeah, that, that was... Those. I mean, how yeah, good. it was it was a good pick. It's mm. funny how we all thought, ah, it's going to be around an hour. It was exactly around an hour, yet Apple's not done mm. around an hour uh, launch recently. Mm. 
So yeah, but in general, Zach, I, I feel like you have some kind of and you must have some mule or something yeah. inside who told you. <laughs> uh, it's like yeah, we we give the, the iPads the weirdest chip name ever. Uh, you should pick that, and and event will be sixty, so just to fifty-five to seventy, mm-hmm. so people complain more about their range <laughs> rather than the specifics and five G. This could have all gone horribly wrong, though. Um, I feel like there were some risky picks, but it didn't. So but no, they paid off. Anyways, let's go through <laughs> yeah. the rest. So yeah. the, my yeah, my yeah. So, one of my oh pick wait wait actually too. have one one still left before we do yeah it. that's what I'm oh okay sorry doing. so one pick that I haven't that I picked that I didn't get was. New addition oh, to Apple Fitness Plus. even more Zach points. Yeah. I forgot so about that. This was yeah. something that I was not up to date with, oh, the, with the Apple news when I decided to pick this because apparently that happened like a week mm. before the event. Zach was aware of this, <laughs> which he didn't point out to me at all. So he was able to challenge this. More strategy. Yeah, what can I, I say? Know. And you were very sneaky about it now as well. Like thinking back at it, you were very much like... So, when you're saying this, you're very much like specifying that it hasn't been announced in the past. I had to, get, I had to make sure all the ducks Yeah, 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 doing it the yeah. diligence. Yeah. So, that's your final answer. Because you started saying it. I'm like, I, I didn't understand what you were getting. And I'm like, surely she's like recapping this press release. That's cheating. Like, you can't do that. We, we know they're going to already announce that stuff. And then, yeah, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe Marlon doesn't yeah. know. Uh-huh. Very good. Yeah. yeah. It's good. You're reading the Apple News, I think. Mm. Think you should get credit for that. Um, In this case, four thousand and four credit. Yeah, so that gives you some points. It. I didn't get. I actually get. Do I get minus points because it was a wildcard? No, right? No, no, no. no. Cool. Zero. I know the rules. Mm. Um, so then the next thing was Kai's pick, which was that there will be a purse. Okay, how do, how would you describe this one, Kai? I struggle. Just that any this. any of the four of us know someone whose app has been kind of shown during the presentation and i think yeah and i think there were plenty of apps show apps shown off in general kai and i spotted a few of them yeah. where we knew people who worked on them so yeah mm. i and, think and I we just I'm, I'm trusting your judgment but it just to confirm it's people who you could i message them yes. right now and they wouldn't say who's this <laughs> who, i don't know who you are because <laughs> i didn't know anyone so <laughs> I, I believe you but i just you know it's the honor system yeah yes I could. So I think I should get points for this. Okay. And then Kai picked that they will show off mask to unlock. Oh, yep. oh, mask to unlock. <laughs> you have to wear a mask to unlock your phone. <laughs> That's a way of enforcing people to wear it. No, Kai picked that there will be a show for the, like, you can wear a mask while unlocking your phone. So face IDs. And as I, during our picks already said that I, I think that might not happen because mm. Apple wants to look ahead. And that's exactly what they did. They focus on all the things that are kind they of fun. and a lot. They have a more positive, positive note yeah. at this one. Yeah. So it wasn't the dooms, doomsday uh, <laughs> keynote. So no no mask unlock. Yeah. Um, and Zach picked that iOS 14. This was the one pick that you didn't get, that, yeah. Zach. I know. iOS 14.5 will be released today. And that's something they were going to announce on the stage. And no, mm-hmm. a week away. Mm. Yeah, we don't. We still don't know the exact. No, release date. what's people that was weird, right? thinking behind it? Mm. Why? Why do you think it is? It was not released during the event. Probably the ATT, like all the app tracking transparency stuff that people mm. still preparing for for that. That would be my guess that they want to give a little bit more of a notice and still mm-hmm. they still had hearings about end competitor stuff too. So I yeah, think they just enough. needed to give more than tomorrow type of announcement time. Is my guess. I don't mm. know. Yeah. I, w- I was hoping up to the last minute that they were going to sneak in 
the 14.5 stuff. <laughs> uh, because, mm. Zach, I think you, you were the closest person now to ever come to what would have been a perfect game. Because yep. had you gotten I that was, last one, you would have gotten I, your challenge, and you also defeated Kai's challenge. I had Apple Kai's TV challenge. remote on my list, oh, too, and no. I have massive yeah. regrets about not picking no. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bit disappointed mm. about that, but that's but okay. Dad gives us room, you know, might do a sweep at WWDC sometime. I, I would be impressed if anyone could pull off a sweep at WWDC. Yeah, me too. Like, it's always such a, a hit and miss thing. Mm. Also, I think that's more of a wish list type of round for us. Yeah, we just- yeah, often it is. <laughs> Yeah, we don't do too well. Though. I actually think in the first few we we got we were a lot better. It's like the last few were yeah. like just missing a lot. But anyways, this was a near sweep, and actually we on the last round, the 2021 f- uh, iMac uh, one was the one where none of us got anything. Mm-hmm. But we did get iMacs. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you're supposed to be saving your sure picks for the highest point round. <laughs> Mm. Oh. But in this case, yeah, it wasn't as valuable. It wasn't like six times the value for yeah. the last we, round. We will change it in the future. So it will be six <laughs> times the value. Do we? Have- I don't know. This this system worked pretty well, so I'm not <laughs> which is one of the primary reasons we have to change it completely. <laughs> uh. mm. So let's let's just recap. Okay. Um, out of the four of us, the person with the least amount of points in this case was Kai with 4,019 points. He did pretty well overall, but he <laughs> lost big time on, uh, on challenging a wild card, which made him lose 4,004 points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I-, I was just playing for honor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Next highest was Mollen with, uh, 6,001 points. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you want to say anything? <laughs> no, no. I just don't think I... I don't do very well. It didn't feel like it when we were putting this out there. That I thought I would do better. Yeah, like the thing like the iPad Mini was... We've seen a lot of rumors. It seemed reasonable. Yeah. And then the staggered iPad release was not unlikely. But, but unnecessarily I, risky, Unnecessary, right? especially when it wasn't... like It almost feels like it's a wild card, but it wasn't even mm. qualified as a wild card. I, I should just have picked something uh, I else. About that. Yeah. Like maybe Apple TV stuff. Yeah. Um, Apple Tracker with wireless chargeable, like that would have been wirelessly chargeable. I feel like that would have made so much sense, but I see why they went with the thinness. Mm. All right. Um, so, Adam, I announced your point so you don't have to pat yourself on the back. Adam got second point, uh, second place with 10,013 points, which uh, to, at this point is the first time we ever uh, surpassed 10,000. Yes, yes. But All only- my picks were um, of your guys' stuff mm-hmm. were correct, except for two of them. I, I, I agreed with Kai on the updated Apple Pencil, which was wrong, and I agreed with Mullen on the new iPad Mini, which was wrong. Mm-hmm. And my own wildcard pick, the new Apple TV, gave me uh, double points, so that's kind of bumped me up there. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, it probably goes without saying, because we've been hinting at it all game, uh, Zach absolutely dominated. Um, out of everything he could possibly do, he only got one thing that he missed, and that was the iOS 14.5 release. Um, but everything, everything else he nailed, including getting a, uh, a challenge correct on a wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, and so his grand total, 18,029 points. Mm-hmm. And this might be the all-time highest oh. score we'll ever yeah. have. Are we adding up points from all of the um, oh, we should do that. predictions? Because... <laughs> or 
<laughs> no, that's wait a minute. Let's not do that. We should not do that. <laughs> we gotta, no, but I, we should I do, do quite like having like a... You mean normalize to a, yeah, to a standard scale. Normalize them first. Uh, no, but Bummer. I do quite like having something like end of a year yeah, we should do total that. winner. That would be cool. <laughs> uh, but no, I think you had really good picks this, this year, uh, this mm. time around. Zach, I thought Congress. they were risky, but yeah, no, they, a lot of them paid yeah. off, which was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I yeah. think it deserved all the, of them, apart from the M M one. Yeah, that one was really the risky. Was though. The, the M was yeah. the big one. So, congrats! That's well deserved. Mm. Thanks. That's mm. good. Very, very good. Mm. Year off to a good start in these yeah. predictions, and we're less than sixty days away now from WWDC. It's crazy, Woo. right? Mm. Man, <sighs> it's going to come around. Yeah. Fast. Somehow, I want to forget about it I, for yeah. four weeks, so then suddenly I can go. Oh my god! Now we're only two weeks away. I know. I know. It's exciting. So. I'm, I'm I'm kind of I'm, excited mm-hmm. to. I mean, I can't wait to actually go to a place in person again. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea what WWDC will look like in. Yeah, it, I think it's going to be a lot of wish list oh, stuff. You mean no, I mean the year after that, right? This year we kind of expect it to be whatever this quality of production was, and maybe some new interesting things on top of that. But we kind of seen WWDC this year and how it will be. The the next very fascinatingly interesting will be the one. That next year mm-hmm. because what are we going to see are we going to be back in person possibly right yeah or is I think all be of like, us would like hopefully. to be back in person yeah but will apple completely abandon all the skills and all the quality of the sessions that they mm. put out i don't and- think so i think they still see the value of bringing people together but it, i mean it could be something like a hybrid where the event is shorter and it's more focused on the social parts of it where you do so it's just a people. gathering no not that more like it's maybe, just maybe it's maybe it's more about the labs and you have that type of thing or it's more like workshops that you could have where it's more valuable to be in person yeah, but how do you, you you sometimes need the sessions in order to then I, at the moment i'll no, st- go back to sessions mm. That's my prediction. Unless unless we do it staggered, like Marlin's iPad prediction. We we first get a week of sessions, yeah. and then the week after is mostly labs. It could be, but then you sort of rely that people would have watched it. Like, yeah, people at it, Apple would rely on people watching. Yeah, but that's still better that's than, you know, mm-hmm. then then you have the quality sessions, and they're all recorded, and everyone can I watch agree. them. And But then it's also weird, and some people get to talk to them, which feels even more weirdly exclusive, right? When it's like only... Only selected people are allowed to talk to Apple engineers about No, new but they could have a hybrid there as well. Like you can book a lab, but you yeah. can also go to like workshops or joint sessions rather, because those are the ones that are more special to have in person. It's interesting. Will be an interesting. But yeah, this year first, no no decisions. We don't have to make any travel plans, no, no <laughs> booking of Airbnbs and backup locations to sleep at, which is it is nice. I, just, I do not miss the accommodation. Lock out the week of time. Yeah. Don't do anything else important. Yeah, it's I, I that's the number one thing I I didn't miss this over the last few years is booking a place in, in San Jose because they're all all kind of mediocre and all excessively expensive. Mm-hmm. Just just <laughs> tightly followed by San Jose's inherent incapability of serving anything within an hour of you ordering it. I guess maybe, maybe I, I wonder if no one's thought about this or whether maybe just San Jose doesn't allow permitting such things, but why there isn't just more like a portable mm, like a coffee cart sort mm-hmm. of, po- yeah, a little pop-up thing like right across the streets mm. uh, or in the in the park near uh, mm. 
We should do that. Center. That would pay for See, our accommodation and our. I honestly <laughs> would not mind doing that. I think that would be really yeah, fun. We don't have... do anything. We'll, we'll we'll hire the people and we'll you know <laughs> get someone to set it up. We'll just finance it and make. I'm not going to make coffee the whole. It would be kind of fun <laughs> though. Be fun. All, all the people you meet are the people going to a conference. See, I I'm not against this idea. I I much rather do that than going being but in a conference. Then you're going to want to talk to them no, all, no. and then your yes. own coffee <laughs> time is going to turn to half an hour. Everyone's talking about new APIs for an hour. <laughs> would you go all of you would you go if apple would say look we keep wwdc online but we're kind of supporting community efforts a week after uh let's say like what well, we usually have alconf and CocoConf next door and something like that there would be like a follow-up uh conference but very much focused on socializing a few talks but not super jam-packed would you consider would you go to san jose for that probably it might depend on the tax writability <laughs> i mean it would still be a thing <laughs> it would still be a conference right so it would still account for then yeah probably yeah i'd go because uh, i want to see everyone yeah. i i miss seeing in, people in principle in iOS i would not go but in actuality i would go. <laughs> what do you mean in principle mm. you would not go well well look if it depends uh, the way you said it made it sound like Oh, instead of WWDC, we're gonna have this alternate thing that, like, we're have the yeah, we have the online version. Then we're to make up for stuff. Like, it just needs to be its own thing that's unrelated mm-hmm. to WWDC. And if and if you guys were going, then I'd go. But if mm-hmm. no one I know was going, then I wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. In other well, words, sure. I think that's the, that's the whole sell, though, is the people who are potentially going to be there. Yeah, I don't understand what what what, what Apple brings yeah, to the table. Yeah, how is then? this not just another Apple? related conference that's not because apple over the last few years they did actively support some of the other community events that were going on during wwdc and just for simplicity of Mm -hmm. this example i I thought what if apple would just do that part and i think apple still has intentions to return to san jose in their own capacity yeah just based on how they're still supporting the community that you know they're donating yeah. million dollars or whatever it was each year that, that they kind of want to keep the scene alive for when they do inevitably <laughs> return yeah but we'll see we'll be we'll be interesting but first dub dub dc this yeah. year no matter what i'm still looking forward to this year's dub dub i think i have high hopes for this year i think mm. Uh, looking forward to seeing everything. Give me that we'll chunky separate, iMac. <laughs> we'll probably have a separate episode about that. I think we almost have to have a predictions, but also a sort of hype episode where we just talk about the things we want to happen. Maybe we need to do that. So you want to break it out? First, we do the wish list episode. Yeah. So we get out all of our silly picks out of the way. Mm. And then we do an actual prediction one. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Predictions first. Yeah. Otherwise, all our bad ideas are out. <laughs> <laughs> That is true, too. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It, it will definitely be confusing. It will definitely not be easy to as follow. Always. So those yeah. are the and only... it's not going to be the same rules as this time, either. Yeah. So those are the, the things, things we can promise. And I will try to game them just as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thank you, too. Zach, Adam, and Kai, thank you for playing this game with me again. Uh, <laughs> Thanks to both of you three. Well, thank, thank okay, you, thank you Mullen, avoid... for inviting the three of I us to your to... podcast. <laughs> That's a free take that. I'm just going to say thank you again. All right. Thanks, Adam, Kai, and Zach for joining me. Um, and Thanks, everyone. How can I make it sound like it's not my podcast? <laughs> For joining me on the Mullen Hour. (laughs) (laughs) 